Hello, Fightful Faithful. Team Kalex is back. We're back. Back in action and better than ever. Team Kalex is back. Uh, so good to have you all here. Um, if you're watching on the YouTubes, hit, hit the like and, you know, uh, subscribe. Tap the bell for notifications. Uh, and uh, welcome back, Kate Hensler. Oh we all goodness. thank you so much. Nobody more than me. Oh my gosh, I missed you guys so much, and uh, I was very, very, very touched by the sincere things that you said, by the get well party that you had, and just all of the comments and super chats and everything from everybody, uh, just absolutely unbelievable outpouring of love. So thank you for hosting that in, in my honor. I appreciate it, and I really wanted to participate in some way, but Tuesday and Wednesday, I was like, <clears throat> nope, not a person anymore. Yeah. That's when that happened. <laughs> yep. Ah, <sighs> well, you know, it happened. Last it week did. happened. Uh, it was for the ladies. It was it was of. it was for the ladies, kind of, mostly a, a bit. I was too bad we didn't have you on to review the show that had like five women's matches, all of them meh. But it was like, you know, it was a thing. But uh, it's good to have you back. <laughs> it is nice to be back. I kind of watched last week's episode. I mostly watched Sour Graps and then went back and caught up on some stuff. But um, yeah, it, it was a bummer I wasn't here for ladies night. I'm sure I could have thrown some ridiculous bachelorette party outfit together or something for that. But um, <laughs> as far as episodes go... Yeah. It was, it happened. That's what that was. <laughs> yes, it certainly was. Um... Oh, God. <laughs> My setup, like, knows I'm having a panic attack from this Yankee game. I swear oh, to God. No. See? It keeps pointing at it, Mariano Rivera. It, it was like, but if you still had him, maybe you'd win, maybe says the we'd camera. Maybe we'd be here. Oh, my gosh. There we go. I'm a person okay. again. <laughs> we so had a whole baseball watch along yesterday. Aaron Boone learned nothing from Billy Haywood in Little Big League. No, no. Maybe he sh he, he, he should have had Henry Warwingotner on his team. And maybe then <laughs> he'd have a 12-year-old throw a 98-mile high stinky cheddar. High and stinky cheddar if you had right. a 12-year-old manager and a 12-year-old rookie of the year pitcher. Let's just basically just replace the Yankees with a bunch of little leaguers and they'd have the same result. That's all. That's pretty much right now. Jeez yeah. Louise. Um, but please send in your super chats to welcome Kate back and to give any uh, any takes you might have on what's going on in the world of NXT. We saw the debut of one Tony D'Angelo. Made his way all the way to the performance center from the great state of Chicago, New York. And it was beautiful <laughs> to have him here. We'll talk about him a lot. I be believe you me. We we are not going to leave any stone <laughs> unturned. R.E. Tony D'Angelo. All right? Never. You don't have to worry your pretty little heads about that. All right? Good. Um, But first... We'll get a few super chats in to start off the night with um, Lisa Lockhart, who says, "Showing love for two of my favorite people." My oh. apologies that you two, you guys, are stuck reviewing this shiz every week. <laughs> I appreciate you both. Listen, just make it two hours of Tony D'Angelo, and I'm—I will never miss a second of it. Uh, Mark Losper says again, 
won't be able to watch live, but supporting hashtag Team Kalex for life, brah. Uh, I don't Thanks. talk like that, I promise, says Thanks, Mark Wasper. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Mike Provencher, uh, Provencher, says, uh, welcome back to Skyscraper Kate's Bangs and to Skyscraper Kate in that order. Thank you, and that is the correct order as far as, like, strength goes. <laughs> My bangs killing it. Me, yeah. I'm, like, 75% of the way yeah. back, so. Yeah. Uh, Aaron H., uh, I want to say thank you. Had a bit of a hard time last week, but when I was down, I'd watch the clip of Alex as Tony D'Angelo getting chopped <laughs> by Walter, and it always brightened my day. Well, that's all That's all we need, really. I'm we need sorry. Have, we we got to have that clipped and, and put it all over the yeah. interwebs, and people uh, will love it. I am sorry that you were down. I hope you're having a better week this week. That was the clip that I said it on Twitter. Like, I didn't want to laugh too much because it would uh -huh. send me into a coughing Listen. fit. So I was just no selling how funny it was to my dog, but yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't not laugh at Tony D'Angelo. I made yeah. it through drunk William Regal barely. <laughs> I could not, not laugh. <laughs> this is, this is, this is what the show is going to become. Everybody It's going to become me as basically like, like uh, a jukebox for whatever ridiculous sound you want me to make. Uh, whatever voice I'm supposed to do in whatever I'm just basically like, all right, uh, I need uh, a location and an occupation. I'm just basically the improv guy. Throw out a, a, a wrestler in your super chats saying something within reason. And then I'll just <laughs> say it like a trained monkey. Pay us money and we'll do whatever you want. You know, when you said like, <laughs> when you were like, I'll make, I'm basically like a sound jukebox. I thought about like, when you were a little kid and you had those books where an icon would be in mm -hmm. the word and then mm -hmm. you, it'd be like, the cow says, mm -hmm. ooh, yeah. that's how I view it. And now I want like an icon picture book of <laughs> being like, Tony D'Angelo says, hey, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. I love it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Thank you for all these wonderful chats, guys, yes. welcoming so me much. back. It's so yeah. sweet of you. Yeah. You guys rule. Um, uh, Stephen uh, Bohachik says, uh, try not to laugh too much at Alex's antics tonight, Kate. Let them lungs heal a little more. <laughs> well, I listen, I can't promise anything. Uh, I, it's hard. I, There's not yeah. metal in my lungs. I can tell you that, but <laughs> <laughs> I will do my best. <laughs> we're going to talk about the, the <laughs> we're going to talk about how you kill a 5,000 year old dragon lady. We're going to talk about that tonight. Uh, uh smoke breathing. Uh, metal in your lungs, Dragon Lady. Uh, Quantum Dot says, Kate's back. The returning champ after kicking COVID's butt. Hope you continue to feel better soon, Kate, says Quantum Dot. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's been like um, a two and a half this week that I've kicked out. <laughs> uh, Zach Barber says, I said y'all were Cheech and Chong last week. It might be easier to watch NXT High. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, ShotKid29 says, uh, Welcome back, Kate. Forget NXT 2.0. Call it NXT New Generation, ya gabagools. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, so this is this this is what the the new thing for NXT is. Like, yeah. it, we're a few weeks into it. We see we see we see the writing on the wall. Yeah. Um, diet uh, Raw. Yeah. It, it, well, it it is. It's Diet Raw, but it's also like Diet Raw. And who the hell is that guy? Like, that's yeah. that's the thing. Like, at least Raw. We have a basic idea of who people are. 
Um, and we're like, oh, yeah, I vaguely remember that feud he had last year that went nowhere. Now we see people in their first match getting championship matches before we've ever actually heard them speak, really. And then a few weeks later, we hear them speaking and go, oh, wow, that's what you sound like? This is going to be fun. Uh, stuff like that. Uh, like, we had no idea when he had his first match in a in a fatal four-way for the NXT championship. We had no idea that Von Wagner speaks in the third person and he says Von Wagner, Von Wagner. We had no idea that that's actually how he talked, but now we do. And all of a sudden pieces start to fall into place. I think uh, Vincent Tarantino Kennedy McMahon is the one that's doing this. Like yeah. we get kind of like where they are and then they back into it with things like this. So yeah, it's, 2.0. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Um. So, it's a fatal four-way tonight in a tag tag team fatal four-way um, for the titles. But that was not how it was originally planned. It was supposed to be an eight-man tag, and now it's a fatal four-way for the titles. And and if you thought, hey, they probably threw this all together right before the show, apparently not, because we got the scuttlebutt from Sean Ross Sapp. We got the tea. We got that's the, we, none of my business, but it's kind of our business because it is kind of our business. they sent Sean MSK for an interview before their title match, and Sean was like, "What title match are you referring to?" <laughs> this was what they were talking about. So we know this was at least planned, which is a step in the right direction, I would say. Yes, uh, that's that's good. It, it, it's good to plan things ahead. Um, planning things, planning things. <laughs> get that chant going at the PC, everybody. We love planning. <laughs> we <laughs> love planning. Oh man! Um, basic, <laughs> just basic things like planning. Oh, oh no! Plan forever. Yeah, um, I'm here for it. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> uh, here's what I'm not here for. <coughs> the con the continued um, just middlingness of the booking of Ember Moon. Uh, when she came out to face M Mandy Rose, and I was like, oh, she got a brand new glow-in-the-dark wolf mask, wolf skull mask for nothing, because she's definitely losing this match. And I thought to myself, you know, we got to remind you. Everyone has to be reminded every now and then that Ember Moon is one of the best workers in women's wrestling all over the world. Uh, and the fact that she hasn't been a multi, multi-time champion in across all of of WWE is a travesty. Like she doesn't cut the best promos, but guess what? A lot of people who don't cut the best promos are still champs. So she's amazing in the ring. Uh, she can fire up a crowd like she does all the all the right stuff. And in this match versus Mandy Rose, she got in, I don't know, 92 percent of the offense and lost to one running knee. And that's the end of that. And that's that's that. That's the thing. That's how that's how you're booking Mandy Rose for her surefire shot against the women's champion is have her take 92% of the offense from Ember Moon, whose gimmick is right now, she can't get it together. She can't win. So 
Mandy Rose struggles mightily against the woman who can't get it together. Hits one running knee, and I guess we're supposed to think if she hits one running knee against the female Adonis that is Raquel, it'll have the same effect on her. Of course. Yeah. So your thoughts? Um, hated the booking in this. Liked it better than what I saw out of Garrett Cole. So the, it's somewhere in between. Um, I, you know, I actually really liked Ember Moon's promo uh, that she had a couple weeks ago about like lost my tag team partner, lost everything. Like I have no momentum. Basically, kind of just saying like I'm I'm Ember 2.02. Like I don't know where I'm going. Uh, I liked what I saw out of Ember in this, I love her forearms, man. I yeah. love the way she lays shit in. She's, she's great. She's, she's, she's great, wonderful. But where does she fit in at all right now? It's kind of a running theme, I guess, in all of NXT, but her in particular, like she didn't get drafted, um, which like, didn't surprise me at all. But this, like, this is the, like you finish your, finish your point, but I, I mean, like, but like ahead. if the handwriting's on the wall for toxic attraction to take over, like what, Literally, that was my dog. We don't have Mariano <laughs> Rivera anymore, Buster. Oh my god. This is ridiculous. This is like my night as a Yankee fan tonight. What a perfect amalgamation. You squeaky toyed little brat. <sighs> That's basically, that is what happened to Ember Moon. That was just like one running knee. Just knocked my my webcam onto my Mariano Rivera sign, which is the coolest thing I've ever owned in my whole life because that's yeah. actually the sign from the ticker tape parade in 2000 when he was the MVP. Yeah. Alas, um, I just don't know where Ember fits in here. I don't know if there's going to be more releases after people are drafted and NXT falls into place like, what does where does she fit in? I don't understand because if it's for the ladies, it doesn't seem to be for Ember Moon. No, that's the thing about it is that we they 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 tried to re up some people. Like thank thank God Finn is out of here by now. Like like they can you imagine like Finn if Finn was like six months into his year in NXT, um, like Samoa Joe, I I guarantee you did not come to NXT and not elsewhere for this. Like this was not what he signed up for. No. Now, also I don't know did if, not I don't, get drafted. Well, so also I mean what? but they have a storyline I guess in place for him to come back and challenge Braun Breaker uh when Braun Breaker Kerker beats Tommaso Champapa. Like like Chompapa. Every, everyone's got extra Chompapa. consonants. Uh <laughs> Chumbaba. Uh, uh, <laughs> come, they told me, pa chumbaba pa, chumbaba pa. Um, that's that's for the Christmas show. Um, that is <laughs> ah, um, you know, Joe will come back, but the whole thing about Joe is like, I don't know if that's the reason he's not on TV right now. Love of God. <laughs> Stay, just stay. I don't know if that's. I, I'm gonna have to no sell that for the podcast listeners because they're gonna have no idea why I pause and start cackling, giggling like a schoolgirl. It's um, definitely not my webcam and my Yankee fandom no. falling apart at the same time. No. It's fine. It's fine. Um, so Joe, 
didn't come back for this. I don't know if that's the reason why he's not on TV right now. I don't know how, what this injury is, whatever that is. Um, but like, this is kind of ridiculous. Um, and to think about if like Finn was six months in that red hot year long rain, like a uh, run he had in NXT. If, if NXT 2.0 just starts up out of the blue, they're not putting over Finn. Finn's going to lay down for every, you know, Tom Dick and, and Von Wagner, they got out there and that's not okay. No, it's not okay. And I don't understand why they're not doing this with Bailey as much. I don't understand why they're not doing this with Samoa Joe as much. Like, hey, people that give great promos are valuable in other ways. Samoa Joe was the best commentator they had when he was doing commentary. Where the hell is he? Unless he's so injured or if it's like a COVID thing or something. Um, I just truly don't understand why you're not using their value in other ways unless he's livid that he signed back up for this, um, which I would also find understandable. <laughs> the intangible one, Cliff Beard, says, Chumpa-pa-pa, the rapper. <laughs> Chumpa-pa, the rapper. Um, um, <clears throat> this is the thing I was about to say about, about Ember Moon. They they broke her and Shotzi up so they could bring Shotzi to SmackDown with Tegan so they could start a hot new tag team on SmackDown with Shotzi and Tegan. They have a leaving, tank. Leaving, and the tank. The tank is the very important, the yeah. tank is, tank is, the, is the captain of that team. But um, they left Ember in no woman's land on NXT because it was so important to bring Shotzi up to the main roster with Tegan and not Ember. And now in the draft, they split up Shotzi and Tegan. And they never got a tag title. And they never, and they never got a tag title after they beat uh, Natty Tamina, I think it was 72 times. So like, like yeah. I don't, it's, none of this makes any sense. When we, when we say we like planning, the chance for planning, that goes across all the brands. All the brands should do more planning. Um, yes. Plan uh, forever. Plan forever. Clap, 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 clap. Um, uh, T5 DeGreat <laughs> says, oh my lord, between Tony D'Angelo Soprano and We Love Planning <laughs> Chance, I'm dying over here. I'm dying over here! I'm dying over here! <laughs> uh, I am too, but then I cough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, we have more wonderful Super Chats. Uh, the Zeke Jackson says Kate has the best bangs in the IWC. And Alex, no graps are more sour than yours. Thanks for reviewing NXT. This helps me get over feeling so dumb. My Google, Google interviews yesterday. Um, thank you for the kind word, Zeke. Sorry about your Google interviews. Uh, <laughs> Ditto. TDX1138 says, I used to watch wrestling, but stopped after Jinder's interminable reign. But you people brought me back. Keep up the good work. We we bring people back to the fold. People people who were so sickened by Jinder's reign <laughs> five years ago, four years ago, I guess and so. we bring them back. Just when you thought you were out, we bring you back it's in. True, but that's like that feels pretty facey and not you people, Healy. No, it's true. So I think what 
that means is that oh, no, 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 we no. bring it's... more people to the fightful universe. We bring people back, but like it's cool to watch us. But in order to have any context of what we're talking about, you also have to watch NXT. So there like it that's is. that's that's what we're doing. Like it's like basically we're, we're gonna we're gonna help you, but we're gonna hurt you too. Like that's <laughs> that's the thing. It's like there's 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 shades of gray in the booking. Sure. Uh, <clears throat> I have my first uh, my first uh, request here. You want to hear it? Okay, it's from oh, from it's... from Cliff Beard. Supposed to do Walter. Okay, and here's what he wants me to say as Walter. Oh no, I'm gonna laugh and cough so hard. <clears throat> you are. I will bake you some delicious chocolate chip fudge cookies. <laughs> so, so that was the first one. And thank you, Cliff Beard. I'm here all night. Cliff Tip Beard. your waitresses. Um, so, uh, yeah. Um, James Bauer says, "Ugh, I love Ember Moon. Disappointing. Maybe they repackage her as Ashes. Oh, Ashes' son. Get Ash Ashashes." Sun, no, 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 Ember Moon, get it? Ashes, <laughs> sun, ashes, sun. Uh, F me. ASH. Yes. Uh, how, hope you're doing better this week, Kate. Um, Thank you. My exactly. setup is a disaster, but I'm here for it. My camera's falling all over the place. My dog is also freaking out about the Yankees hype. Oh, that's too bad. Zach Barber says uh, the toxic attraction <laughs> thing's very, very, feels very. Rousseauian to me, and it makes me physically ill. Uh, it feels very uh, Johnny Laurinaitis to me too. Like, um, not not the best woman in in ring uh, in, yeah. in NXT by any by any stretch. Not even the best promo. Not even like the most charismatic. Just the uh, hottest. No, that's but it. She's a that's brunette. But she's so. now she's a hot brunette. So that, that's what makes her evil. The thing about yeah. the thing about the thing about her that's so bewitching. Is that she can be hot even when she's not a blonde, Kate? It's sorcery. First of all, as a blonde, I don't know why you would even tempt that fate. But <laughs> I will say, the yeah. coyote ugly mean girls Christina Aguilera look. She doesn't look bad, and she's not the worst in the ring. Like no, she's the not the divas, worst. Like the Divas Era Smoke Show no. gals no. were like, not great. No, no, um, she's she's better than Kelly Kelly by leaps and bounds. Sure, like 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 she's she's way better than them, but she's, but she's way not... worse than the top on on any of the brands. <laughs> she's improving. She's gotten <laughs> Sorry, a lot guys. better. Like what she does is she wears the outfit that she wore tonight, looks killer in it, and then stands at the top of the wrap wick in this face, like vaguely mouth open, kind of like teeth slightly parted, and like it's. It's just that face that she's making, and that's that's what she does. I also don't get, like, okay, so Gigi Dolan is allowed to not be a brunette. But J.C. Jane isn't. But J.C. Jane isn't. So, like... <laughs> I, I feel like... I feel like it should be uniform. I feel like... I feel like... Or what? I, either, either all of them have to be brunette, okay, or the two lackeys get to have crazy hair. You know what yeah. I mean? Like with Gigi Dolan standing over there, it just it just it 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 shocks it like shocks the senses to look at like oh these are two uh, brunettes and then the orange orange haired lady like that's it, I it's... just don't get how that was the end of the transformation. Like I dyed my hair and now I'm a different. I get that like I'm... if you go through a breakup, yeah. like you're supposed to feel that way, but like 
if the whole idea was that the two lackeys are actually taking over the ringleader, which is a story we don't see a lot and did hold my interest, they did it for one week, really, and it ended at she's a brunette now. Yep. I mean, she broke her face, but if it, it got fixed. Like real that, fast. Yeah, real, it, it's fixed now. It's don't, don't worry, it's now, fixed now. Now Carmella needs her mask. Now, now, now Carmella. <laughs> But the bejeweled version. They, they they put a glitter mask on her face. It took it took forty five seconds to put it on her. Then she she hits one move and takes it off fifteen seconds after they put it on. I don't. I just just for efficiency standards. I'm just I'm wondering how that works. Um, uh, Shot Kid Twenty Nine says AEW's women's division still needs work, but I'll take it over what's been happening in the NXT Raw and SmackDown women's divisions. Now, come on. With Raw and SmackDown, you gotta let it play out. I'm sure all of the baby faces they have on SmackDown will easily be able to stand up to Charlotte. There are no women's tag teams other than the champions. Oh, but zero. Gotta let it play out, Kate. They're gonna have five women's tag teams by the end of the first hour on Raw. They're just gonna have them pick names out of a hat and then they'll be tag teams because that's what they did with Rhea and Nikki. That's what it feels like they did with Zoe and EO. <laughs> the only way women's tag teams are formed in WWE is if they are best friends or if they just randomly throw them together. That's it. Ridiculous. Um, yeah. Uh, so last week on SmackDown, there uh, there was a, um, a, a, da- a dastardly home invasion. Uh, by Seth Rollins and and they, I loved this. I know you hated it. I loved it so much. Ah, <laughs> uh, it was. It's 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 just it's no. It's not intimidating. Like it's not a thing. Like I, I don't. Nobody's in. Da- nobody's in danger. So so like it's fine. It's like it's like Seth get out of my house. Like it's not like oh my god I have to call my wife because if she comes home when Seth is there he's going to murder her. Like what is what are we what are we scared of? No. That's why like treating he's it as throw an apple at her and make fun of their kids' artwork. That's the point. <laughs> is that you don't you're not allowed to portray it as though it is a life or death situation when we that's know fair. it's not, and that it, it treats us as being stupid. Now tonight they had a way they had to like have. Vic Joseph and Beth, like, they didn't address this at all on Raw when Seth Rollins came to Raw. But tonight, they decided, no, we got to have continuity. So Vic Joseph was like, I just wanted to check in with you. Uh, Beth, are you all right? Is your is your family all right? After the heinous acts committed by Seth Rollins. Uh, she's like, I, we're, we're fine. Let me, let me, Adam, she doesn't say Edge. She says, Adam will handle our business. Uh, the heinous acts committed by raw committed by Seth Rollins were he said mean things about your kids drawings and by the way they weren't all that great and Kills and me. I know and, they're and, young but they're not good yeah. <laughs> I was dying where's the lie um then he drank some out of the drank, drank orange juice <laughs> out of the carton okay I do that too sorry um and he ate half an apple and he put his boots on the furniture oh heinous acts sure whatever Sorry, guys, bear with me. I'm still a bit of a coughing mess, but... Yeah, and I, I'm sure I'm not helping. Heinous. Um, they were not. Hilarious. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Ryan Sullivan says, bangs Kate, saying that changing your hair doesn't change you? Really? Really? Um, it doesn't transform me in the way that I'm a bad person now. 
when I got bangs, I just became better. You know what I mean? Right. Right. <laughs> no, it makes sense. Um, yeah. um, uh, so uh, uh, Matthew Makovsky sends in a chat and I have to go and, so I can read these uh, out loud. I can't do an impression of them. Um, so maybe I'll try, but uh, horny boobs was the best part of the night. Uh, that guy was live tweeting throughout the evening. I'm gonna go ahead and see if I can. F- I'm gonna look this. Let me see if I can find old boobs on the on the tweeter and see while if I can read some of his stuff. While you're doing that, I'm gonna call out uh, the super chat from the intangible one, Cliff Beer, that said Seth ate tree semen, not apples. That is correct. We were also told that on the uh, Friday night show, Sean and I. Mm-hmm. That's 100 correct. It's it's the true. best headline Jeremy's ever written. No, it's it's absolutely true. It ruled. Um, so here 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 we go. Uh, so so the first one uh, he, he he tweeted he liked tweeted this whole damn thing. Um, so this is the first one. Okay, uh, R. E. Mandy Rose, Rick Boogs, uh, says um. <clears throat> Uh, Mandy Rose squeezing you between her thighs must feel like a sloth decimating your core with its death clutch grip. I've seen her squat in the gym. She's She's got some power. Um, power. <laughs> All I can think of is the NWA. <laughs> uh, well, you see, he's, he's, he spells it with three A's. Um, sure. uh, I, I don't think he knows what a sloth is. I guess not. I don't think a sloth has a has a death clutch grip, and if it if it does, it doesn't use its thighs. I'm. It's very. It's very. But anyway, uh, he went on to the rest of the night to, to say some other things uh, as well. But the the uh, um, <laughs> uh, the other one, of course, is is uh, is about um, Tony D'Angelo. So we'll save that one for later. Um, uh, Sam Blanford uh, sends in a super chat saying. Funky butt loving. That's it. That's the super chat. <laughs> so we're gonna do more butt songs. Um. Uh. Uh. You two are uh <laughs> are doing a great job. Says N S Ogre. Kate, I am from Vestal. Before moving to Vestal, Vestal, Vestal? Vestal yeah, I like I like Vestal. It sounds it sounds Vestal like Vestal is giving like, Vestal New York too much credit, but that's fine. That's where my Walmart was. Vestal <laughs> seems like it might be like like a cousin of Crystal, like it's a champagne. It is, yeah, no, Vestal. it's definitely like. A... Uh, before moving to Cincinnati area back in ninety, I miss the Speedies. Speedies. Oh, Speedies are like. A Binghamton delicatessen. There, it's a it's a marinade, and it's delicious. And there mm. are like a few vendors that were in the area, and mm. we would have the Speedy Fest balloon rally, where it was like hot air balloons and kind of a cook off, and mm-hmm. usually some bangers of concerts. Where I saw Maya, where mm-hmm. I saw Uncle Cracker, where I saw who else did I see? So Nine Days, who sang Story of a Girl. Yeah, it was pretty great. Wow. Mm-hmm. This is the story of the girl who cried, who cried a river and drowned the whole and world? The whole world. <laughs> the whole world. Wow. Man, that, that takes me back. My um, first boyfriend was from Bastel. He had a very <laughs> good school district. I went to the private school. That's a long mm. distance relationship when you're 16. It was like <laughs> a 12 minute drive. <laughs> Mike, Mike Provencher 
uh, has a very important, very important question. It must be addressed. Have you ever taken a drink of orange juice right before slurping down some tree semen? Now that is heinous. Uh, I have not, but that's, no. I didn't even think about like the, yeah. the citrus apple situation. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. No, thank you. Mm -mm. So Legato, we, we knew this was going to happen. Um, they, they called up hit row. Uh, I'm guessing like eight, nine months before they were planning on resolving this Legato del Fantasma, considering the pace they were moving at. It's a, it was a good eight or nine months before they were planning on resolving this Legato del Fantasma feud, because as was mentioned, uh, uh, <laughs> um, Swerve won the, and the NXT North American cha championship. Did not in June it. and has yet to defend it. We are now in October. Uh, he's had one match in that time, a six-man tag in August. So considering the pace they had been moving at, I'm assuming this might have been resolved somewhere around NXT TakeOver Mania weekend. Um, but now they got to fast track it because... Swerve, along with his whole crew, is going up to SmackDown, and uh, Legato is staying behind. To do what? I'm not sure. Like it felt like there would have been a, there was a really cool opportunity for them to get drafted, like one pick after um, after Hit Row, and then we would just be able to finish this. Alex on the main roster. Why? when they've just gone through all this work to reestablish that NXT is developmental. Do you waste a draft pick on somebody that's developmental that you could call up at any time anyway? Well, the, but listen, maybe Raw jumps the gun. Maybe SmackDown wants them so bad they gotta waste a draft pick. Honestly, though, who are they gonna pick instead? Like, who are they gonna pick instead? Literally like, champions? Like, the women's tag champs were on the board? Uh, I don't but know. they float back and forth anyway. And when there are no tag tag teams on your brand... No, you do not get to justify their stupid moves by, oh, but they're stupid in all these other ways. No. Four people. It's a value pick. That's what I'm going to say. You're going to have your two NXT champions. I'm okay. getting four people with my pick. You know, in the NFL, when they're sometimes like, you know what? We're going to take these four high schoolers instead. <laughs> no! Like, it listen. I mean, listen. I, 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 was, I, was, <laughs> I was just as unimpressed with B-Fab in the ring as you were, I'm sure. But high schooler seems really rough. I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, I I uh I I think that there's monstrous upside for Top Dalla and Ashanti the Adonis as a tag team if they don't break them up in the draft next year. Uh, and Swerve, if if it's me, Swerve beats Nakamura for that IC title on his first night on on SmackDown because IC title doesn't mean anything anyway. Just do a shock thing like who the hell is this guy? Oh, I like this guy. I like his buddies. And then you can run the, the same basic angle they were going to run in NXT with the mid-card title on Swerve. You can run that same angle on, on, on SmackDown. I mean, you can, you I can do that. don't feel like we've seen him fight Apollo Crews for it enough. <laughs> You're right. So let's, let's let that play out first. <laughs> she said with You're, so much anger. You're right. Uh, but Legado del Fantasma, like, uh, next week... Uh, Santos gets his shot finally 
one-on-one versus a swerve. Uh, so here's what's going to happen. Um, Santos is going to cheat to beat Swerve so that Swerve will lose the title and go up to SmackDown without it, but he'll be protected. Um, and, and that's how they're probably going to wind up doing it. They'll have, all, there's, there's going to be a crazy brawl all the way around the ring involving all of the sidekicks. And then that's what they're probably going to wind up doing. But they don't even acknowledge NXT. Do they acknowledge no. NXT 2.0 though? Or just they 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 might start. You never know. They like listen. You don't get to draft somebody from NXT 2.0. Say this person is the NXT North American champion. That's why we drafted him and his three friends, and then not acknowledge the fact that he's coming up without the title. What happened? Like, I mean, it's the thing I is, know I know what you're saying, but oh, yes, they're they definitely do. gonna do it, <laughs> but you don't get to. Like, listen, no, no, I, I tell my, my four-year-old daughter all the time, no, 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 you don't get to do that. And then she does it right. because she's four. And that's basically the mentality the WWE has. Oh, no. Um, so, so Odyssey Jones versus LA Knight. Um, LA Knight should have, should have gone up. Like, there's literally nothing. This is what I'm talking about with the whole we got all these people are leapfrogging everybody. Like, it's just like, no, 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 no. Like I signed to come here because I was told this is, this was my plan. This is what you were doing with me. Leapfrogging like that. That's, that wasn't part of the deal. Like, I feel like everybody should be able to just quit and get their downside for as long as they want it until their contract is up. However many years that was, or take a buyout, Go away with with no. Uh, it's it's a brand new era with all the forbidden doors are open. They can go somewhere tomorrow and sign somebody else. Like NXT has been so drastically altered from what it was when all these people signed that this isn't what they bargained. This was not what they signed up for. Like it's, this it's not- is not what they bargained for, Alex. <laughs> I mean, it's true. It's true. I've been dying to tell LA Knight. No, he should. He is someone that could cross over very well into the main roster. And I think also liven up like a lot of pictures there, like in all of these rematches. I feel like he would be such a fresh person to come in and either renew some feuds or like one thing that they actually do well is triple threats. Like have this guy come in and and do that. Um, I I don't know. And he like went out on his back twice, but then wasn't there the next week. And now he's back and I'm supposed to feel like he's important. It's, it's very confusing. Yeah. Um, like that's not even on him. Like, I, I don't know why I'm supposed to care about him right now. I, I, I I'm fine with LA Knight. Lawrence Aloysius is a perfectly fine professional wrestler. He's a damn fine, a damn fine sports entertainer and a perfectly fine, uh, sp- uh professional wrestler. Um, I'm not the biggest fan of his, whatever. Do you know how much better he would be in the role that Corbin and Madcap are in right now? Like that that middle to upper mid-card heel who just gets to be out there saying stuff and getting under the skin of mid to upper card baby faces. Yeah. Like he's so much better than what they have on the main roster. He does main roster stuff better than your main roster guys. 
put him up there. Have him do stuff. Like, I would love to see a feud between Lawrence Aloysius Knight and Damian Priest for the oh U.S. title. Yeah. That would be great. That would be fantastic. That's so much better than this, where he requires the help of a man who runs a fake college to beat Odyssey Jones. What the hell are we doing, folks? Man. So I guess we love distraction finishes now, so that's neat. Um, and it's a shitty distraction finish. And immediately after this, uh, we get, or I guess not immediately after this, but later in the episode, Beth Phoenix on commentary goes, this is NXT where min- winning and losing matters. No, it doesn't, Beth. Not anymore, pal. Sorry. Hate to tell you. Um, if that was the case, then, um, then, uh, hashtag Toby Keith, the tag team wouldn't be in a fatal four-way elimination tag title match considering they've had one tag match which they lost like if losses matter beth that's that's not how it how it works no. wins and losses no 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 i tweeted this earlier and i'm gonna say it because people liked that i said it so i'll say it here too I sincerely mean this, and I don't want it to come across as sarcastic, but I sincerely mean this. To be an NXT talent over the past year must have been incredibly disorienting because you're told you're in developmental. Wait, no, it's its own brand. And in this universe, everything makes sense. And then you get called up to a universe where nothing makes sense. And now it's repositioned as developmental again. I, I, I'm not being a dick when I say that. It must be overwhelmingly disorienting to work on a character, make everything about that character make sense, have it get handed off to something that makes no sense, and then to have the character that you were in developmental get erased, basically, in the same breath. This, sadly, lines up better with what they're doing on the main roster. It is a infinitely worse product, but it is the developmental version of what they're doing on the main roster. So sadly, this makes more sense. You would wish it had gone the other way, but like I I had that thought earlier of like, this sadly is closer to the developmental of of what they're actually doing, which breaks my heart. But what are you going to do? Sean Blanford makes a good point. I mean, we'll we'll talk more about the tag match itself later. But if wins and losses matter... Why weren't the undefeated Creed brothers, Julius and Brutus, in the tag title match? Like, if wins and losses matter, like, those guys have won every match they've been in. They've crushed people. Like, eh, nah, nah. We we know we we better have uh, Brooks and Dunn. We better have those guys in there. Talk to me when you're a brunette. Uh, ha, ha. Going back to your to your uh, 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 musical tastes, uh, James Bowers says uh, thanks for the memories. <laughs> Kate, thanks shout out to my legit. Thanks, thanks for the memories. Thank you, Shout out to my legit town band from Wilmette, Illinois. Oh dang! Um. Oh boy. Gosh. Okay, I, I'm I'm getting a lot of these, so now I have to say um, some stuff. Okay, Ryan Sullivan, you've asked me to to sing a song as Walter. I have no idea what song this is. Follow me. I don't know what this is. 
follow me and everything is all right. Because I mentioned Uncle Cracker before. No? Nope. <gasps> nope. Sorry. <laughs> no, listen, listen. As soon as, like, I'm, I, this is me, how many, what, 20 years ago, flipping through CDs at the Tower Records. Uncle Cracker. I'm going to say no. Just, just First moving of all, on. It would be Uncle Cracker with a K. So I just want to make sure that you still, still, this guy doesn't know how to spell and he calls himself a cracker. Nope. I'm just moving on through the CDs. That's me. Sorry. First of all, he's not a cracker. He's the uncle of a, well, no, he's Uncle Cracker. He he's is. not related to him. So, so throw, send me something else. Put, put, put asterisks in the chest and maybe I'll sing something else. Um, uh, so, uh, here's one. Um, Ricardo Elidolo says, um, <clears throat> as Tony D'Angelo, baby Tony D'Angelo. <clears throat> I made a boom boom. So there it's you go. See, that, that's, that is, that is proof that I will say anything. It is true. Uh, not a, within reason. Within reason. Uh, so, um, gosh, uh, <laughs> so, so then... We got uh, Cameron Grimes and 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 Pete Dunn, uh, little thing backs. They interview Cameron Grimes like Cameron Grimes. Everyone's got love. Oh, that that Loomis wedding wasn't that picturesque. Now I got a hankering for some spankering, and I need me a love. He didn't say that, but he should. He should have. He should because it sounds so great when you say it as Cameron Grimes. Um, uh, he says I I need to find me a love interest because that's that's. What NXT 2.0 is all about, it's pairing off people as love interests now. So, uh, so then he gets walked up on, uh, by Pete Dunn, uh, and and Ridge Holland, who was drafted to SmackDown without Pete Dunn. Here's what I'm gonna say about that if you're gonna, if you're, if in this NXT, Pete Dunn's nowhere, they're not putting the title on Pete Dunn. He's he's not he might be North American champion one day. He's not winning that title. It, in in a brand that says, listen, as much as as much as, as he is talented, Braun Breaker has had like two matches, and he is going to win the title off of Champapa at Halloween Havoc. There's no doubt in my mind that's happened. So it within a month of him being on TV, he's the champion of NXT. In a, in a brand that makes that decision, Pete Dunn is never holding the big gold. So if you're going to draft Ridge Holland, then why doesn't Pete Dunn go with him too? Draft both of them. I would much rather see Pete Dunn and Ridge Holland versus Nakamura and Rick Boogs than Corbin and Madcap. Like, like can we... Can, I, I, I know Pete Dunn, his ceiling is nowhere, but I'd much rather see, see him there doing something with Ridge Holland than on, on, on NXT doing nothing with nobody. I can't even get past you just saying the words madcap, but yeah, I'm in agreement with you there. Uh, yeah, Ciampa's going to lose to the break a curb bark a lounger. Uh, <laughs> definitely not the Steiner recliner. Um, yeah, I don't know where, I don't know where a lot of guys fit in now. Like, I don't even know where Chapa fits in once he loses the title. Like, are we going to get another bunch of releases? Are, like, is, could Pete Dunn go back to NXT UK? Is NXT UK a thing? Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't know 
what the next step for that piece of it is. I get what NXT 2.0 is. I don't understand what that means for the people that feel like NXT 1.0. Yeah, it's... Uh... Anyway, so a match is made between Cameron Grimes and Pete Dunne for later. Uh, and then Cameron Grimes goes over and hits on two random blonde women who immediately like, well, um, actually, I'm kind of talking to somebody right now. So like they're rejecting this literal millionaire. Like in, in kayfabe, Cameron Grimes has all the money in the world. And I mean, like, it's it's a weird deal. Like he shouldn't be like creeping on these women for no reason. But like the idea of like, who, I'm sorry, who are you, weird shirtless guy? Like, shouldn't everyone there know who this guy is and that he's, like, First insanely all, wealthy? If you are going to be shallow enough to go after someone for money-motivated reasons, you're not going to be blonde. You're going to have to transform into True. a brunette. True. So he's going to need to start looking for brunettes, maybe redheads, mm -hmm. but not us pure blonde people. Mm -hmm. So, I forgot. That's yeah. you, you make you make make a very salient point. Flawless logic in NXT. So here's here's now correct me if I'm wrong, but this is the story that it appears they are telling. Kyle O'Reilly has trust issues. He doesn't know how he can open himself up and 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 allow himself to feel love again. And Von Wagner is going to tell him it's okay. You've been hurt, Kyle, and I understand. But if you just open your heart to Von Wagner, excuse me, to Von Wagner, then, then everything's going to be all right. I don't know what other story they're telling, but it's like, man, I understand. Like, no, nobody else has your back other than me, Von Wagner. So you better allow me, Von Wagner, to have your back. Um, well, the thing is, they can't tell that story because the truth of that is all of his friends work for AEW now. Well, one of them works there, and one of them is challenging for the second most important title on the show. So they can't, they could, they won't acknowledge that. So they can't like fully tell the story of like my other friends left and we were all fighting. And so now I need new friends because I'm, you can't be cool without other friends. Like, like they can't go that far deep and nobody knows who the hell Von Wagner is. So they can't like, why should you be his friend? I don't know. Von Wagner is a guy who wears sleeveless like uh, white denim shirts, uh, and it, that's me, Von Wagner. Um, uh, why, um, why wouldn't they just do the story of Roddy Strong is a heel now, full-on heel. The last time he interacted with Kyle, like after that, Roddy quit NXT. Months went by, and he came back, and they haven't interacted since. Like, you can still tell the story of Kyle going after Roddy's cruiserweight championship because the weight limit doesn't matter. I don't know what you're billing 
Kyle O'Reilly at, but whatever it is, 205, 275 pounds, whatever it is, he fits in the weight limit. If Grayson, if Grayson Watt fits in the that, then then so then so does Kyle O'Reilly. Do that story. I don't know what I don't know who the next challenger is for, for Roddy Strong. There's zero reason why it can't be Kyle O'Reilly to continue that story. But that was a story from 1.0. You're right. How silly of me. How silly of me. How silly of you when um, McGruber is sitting right there. Right. Uh, Ricardo El Idolo says, Kyle and Wagner's promos were so bad, I miss NXT. Yeah, Kyle Kyle didn't do much to sell this. Um, well, what Kyle, was he selling? Like, to your point... He, like, yeah, I mean, but he... This? he this, this, they, they, like, hey... I gotta know you've been you've been you've been coming up and saving me. That's twice you've saved me now. I gotta know what's going on, and and then v Van Wigner does does this. He just like somebody told him, think before you speak, and then he did that. He did the thing because that's the only thing he knows how to do is this to think to signify thinking, and then he says that line where he calls him he calls himself Von Wagner in the third person. Uh, and then he says, "Like, listen, you like I know you don't know you, you don't know to trust, but I, I'm the guy who's the guy who's got your back or whatever." I Von Von Wagner saw an opportunity and I took it. Um, so that's it. Like, I, I, I say this all the time. All levels, especially NXT, would benefit from hiring not one but like three acting coaches to just teach people how to be human when they're in front of a camera. That's like a lot. Like, there's no way Von Von Wagner, Cal Bloom, in his regular life, if he has to think about something before he answers a question, does the chin stroke and look to the side. He doesn't do that. But because he's not a trained actor, he doesn't know how to. Like, you can tell, like, he doesn't know what to do with his hands. Like, he's shifting his shoulders around a lot, like this. Like, he doesn't know what the hell he's doing. I, exactly. I don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> like, just hire somebody to teach these people how to act. But like also maybe he doesn't know how to act because we don't know who the hell Von Wagner is to your point earlier. Like he has no character. I guess he's Kyle O'Reilly's friend kind of, but like, why does he need a friend when his first match was in a fatal four way for the title? Who are you? Like it's hard to put any, like how would this person act when you don't know who this person is? Like it makes no sense. Same for Kyle O'Reilly. So I'm with you. This fell completely flat for me, but Jay, Jay, Jay Blood, I think, has the perfect um, encapsulation of what's going on. If the point of NXT 2.0 is to throw everything at the wall to see what sticks, there is stuff all over the floor. <laughs> Nothing is sticking to the wall. Stop throwing. You have to cook the spaghetti first before you throw it at the wall to see if it sticks. Now you got raw spaghetti all over the floor. It's not Eminem's mom's spaghetti. It's not good. Though Brad Breaker is like, it's not sticking to the wall, but it's like that half no, but like, piece that like. It's, it, is, it is the one thing. Yeah. And, it's and, literally one piece of spaghetti. And he's the one thing that sticks to the wall. And he's got the name Braun Breaker. Like, think of how great this guy would be if his name was Rex Steiner. I lie awake in bed thinking about how great this... I would book him to beat 
Roman Reigns for the title at WrestleMania next year if his name was Rex Steiner. That's how high I am on this kid. Or even if it was just like Jeff Anderson. If it wasn't Braun Breaker. Like preferably, yes, he sounds, looks, acts like a Steiner. Let him be a Steiner. But even if it was just not Braun Breaker, we'd be in business. Yeah, it's true. Um, so Ryan Sullivan has sent in another song for me to sing as Walter. So here we go. <clears throat> come on, Eileen. All come see what I mean. At this moment, you mean everything. Come on, you could give us another. When you wear that dress, <laughs> oh, my heart is a mess. That, that, my I thoughts, I confess. Oh, my thoughts, I confess. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> whatever. It's, you know. It's okay, Walter. Yeah. I wouldn't expect you to know the words to that very American song. It's a very, it's old. It's older than, it's older than Walter, I believe. <clears throat> anyway. Uh, yeah. That was actually, that was partly Miro. I, I don't know if I can, I can sing as Miro, but I can't sing as Walter. It's tough. Ah, uh, all right. Um, so what the hell happened next? Oh, this is where we found out that Halloween Havoc is October 27th. Halloween Havoc will be the Halloween show of the Team Kalex show. We have very special surprises planned. So even if you don't watch Halloween Havoc, you should probably watch the YouTube review show of, of hashtag Team Kalex because some stuff might happen. Um, uh, so, uh, Champa comes out. He needs a, a, a he needs a challenger. He needs uh he needs the challenger for his title. It, who's got the balls? Who's not a little bitch? Can we just say who wants my title? Do we have to do the who wants my who want, who's got God. the balls? It's on just every a, show on AEW. It's, like, it's just it's just it's just tired. It's just so tired. It's a it's like, oh, this is a thing we can say. We're allowed to say this, we're gonna say this. Like, like um, God, I don't know. It's like it's so just... lame. I feel like Vince McMahon thinks this is what edgy is. Like the balls part of this. Yep. Yeah. He thinks the attitude era is timeless. It is not. <laughs> yeah. Um uh as uh as Luis uh, Polito says. Back when balls were man. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so uh, he's it's like, you ask, you ask who's got the balls? Broad Breaker's got the biggest balls in the whole locker room. Like, he's wearing his ridiculous motorcycle jacket. Like, I, this guy, I really do. I think he's got the, he's got worlds of potential. The ceiling on this guy is literally the top floor of that crazy tower in Dubai that, 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 uh, <laughs> that Tom Cruise climbed in that Mission Impossible movie. That's how high the ceiling is on this guy. And yet, he is a parody of himself sometimes with like with, with, with the jacket and the, I got the biggest balls in the world. I have elephant elephantiasis of the, of the scrotum. Like he's just yelling everything in that ridiculous voice, man. It's <laughs> he's well. And as Sean reminded everybody on Twitter, like only 13 months ago, was he a fullback for <laughs> in the NFL? So like he has not been doing this that long. But then this begs the point, perfect. 
He yeah. sounds like someone that should be in a developmental system yes. and maybe not hot shotted within like five minutes. Yeah, I, 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 I have. Yeah, I have no problem with them developing him and then like like taking the time. Like, I don't know, six months between his debut and his first title shot. Like, I'm I'm like, that's really fast. Yeah, but that's super. This fast. is super fast. And and uh, thank you, Luis Polito. Uh, uh, telling me that that uh, that the name of that skyscraper in Dubai is the Burj Khalifa, but because <laughs> because the ceiling for Braun Breaker is at the top of it, it is now the Burj Khalifa. There it is. I was just so say. that there you go. Uh, Braun's uh, next gimmick is Uncle Cracker. Uh, <laughs> oh no! Uh, Don't give and, him yes. ideas. Yes, He'll do true. that. Do that. Yeah, Phil Felice says, I have no gifts to bring, cha pum pa pum pa. Neither does creative, man. No, it's so true. It's so true. Uh, the intangible one, Cliff Beard, says, uh, Welcome back, Kate, uh, not Katrina. Uh, glad you're feeling you. human again. I want big balls, brawn breaker versus no balls, Kenny Omega. I mean, okay, can we, but can that has to be four balls. Like the match, the stipulation for the match is for right. for balls. Whoever whoever wins gets the gets balls. Gets, gets balls. the balls. Yes. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. No, like whoever everyone goes in with the balls that they currently have, uh, and then who whoever whatever happens at the end, the loser had is castrated. I'm I'm very I'm. I don't understand what's going on with the whole balls thing. It's just too much, too many balls. Um, you either get to retain your balls. Yeah. Um, hey, so uh, in case we were all wondering what the length of Dexter Loomis's penis was, they told us, I guess, in this particular segment when Indy was walking around with uh, with her friend Persia. Uh, uh, how so? What was he? Seven, eight, nine and a half. And then they they walk in to to a to a to a closet that has Tian Shaw in it, and then Boa yells something at them, and they're like, "That was creepy." Oh, you want to see creepy? I've seen creepy, and they walk away. And that's that's like it's edgy. Get it? Because because they there were all the condoms last week in that in that little skit, and 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 now now Dexter Loomis has got a hammer, and that's that's the most important thing that we could glean from this ridiculous segment that is edgy. I just, uh, when I say they think the Attitude Era is timeless, this is what I mean. Yeah. And also, I don't think you get to be angry that somebody, like, walked in on you when there's a bunch of smoke coming from your room in, like, a public building. <laughs> and that is a reason to have a match. They spent, like... A, a year, right? Like doing the whole Zia Lee got a letter from some old Chinese man, delivered it to her. Uh, and and the, the like she was so scared of what was in the letter that she like wouldn't leave her apartment. And William Regal had to go to like Zia Lee, where, where have you been? We haven't been to the performance center in a very long time, Miss Lee. I'm very worried about you. It's like, no, no, you have to leave. I can't be, you can't be here. And she shuts the door on him. And then eventually she's kidnapped. And taken to to China, I don't know where. And she's beaten. She's beaten 
like savagely beaten uh, and then taught how to kick harder. And then she, she, she and Boa get tortured for months and then they finally come back and make their debut. And with them, a, a whole animated segment shows uh, who this person, uh, Mei Ying. Tian Sha is not the name of the woman. We've I both thought that. Mei Ying is the name of the woman. She is a 5,000, 500? 5,000 year old dragon lady. She's an actual dragon, but she's in the body of a lady. And she's the one who's taught them how to fight hard. And then Xia comes out and she wins, I'm going to say like six matches by kicking people hard. And then she has a, 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 a match with, with Raquel for the title, which she loses. And then she has a very small feud with Mercedes Martinez, where unfortunately Mercedes Martinez gets concussed. And they release Mercedes Martinez. We haven't seen Xia uh, Lee on NXT since. But and she... they called her up by herself without the people that they built the whole act around no. along with her. Like you, like you're allowed to bring up as many people. They brought four people up from NXT in one pick. If you're going to pick Xia Lee, why not also pick a 5,000 year old smoke breathing dragon lady and her manservant? Why not bring those people with her to complete the act? Cause I don't understand why we spent all this time building it if we're going to do what we did tonight later in the night, which was to end the entire mystique of Mei Ying in one match. Well, if you follow Malcolm Bivitz on social media, you would learn that uh, Zia Lee went to the grocery store to get uh, a gallon of milk and then never came back and was drafted. <laughs> so he continues to be a national treasure in every single way. Um I don't know when somebody is a breakout star from a well-told story or faction, I get drafting that one person. Like I would get if you drafted everybody in Undisputed Era was great. So this is probably a bad example. But if you drafted only Adam Cole, I would have understood that. There was no, nobody broke out with this entire angle and they invested so much time into it. I don't understand. It was Why one you of the, only call was, up Zylee and nobody else. And for, for, for some reason, uh, it was like the favorite thing of Hunter and Sean. They loved Tian Shaw. They had such big plans for it. And like a, as a final F you from Vince, like now nah, I'm gonna guess, bring up yeah, I'm gonna right? bring up the, the Kung Fu girl, and she's gonna lose to Charlotte in two minutes in her debut. So that's all done. You can have your little, your little, uh, your little old lady, except for the fact that I'm going to beat her in a singles match on her first match in in NXT Point Two Point which I guess we'll talk about now. Like Indy has a set, has a has a singles match versus Tin uh, Shaw, or no, versus Mei Ying. Mei Ying, um, so she's a five thousand year old dragon lady who can breathe fire. So, um, so at one point she gets her in the tonga and death grip, and they spill to the outside, but she's about to kick. Indy, but Persia gets in the way and takes the kick instead. And if you're wondering how to defeat a 5,000-year-old dragon lady who breathes smoke, just shove her face into the ring post kind of hard. That's it. And that's it, because that's what she does. And then she rolls her back in the ring, hits a springboard elbow drop, and pins the 5,000-year-old dragon lady, who then does an Undertaker sit-up. But the thing is, now, I don't like, none of that matters. No. Like, like, here's the thing. I love 
Abaddon in AEW. I, I, I think she's really, really fun. Like, if you give me a crazy, like, off-the-wall, nutso gimmick like that, but you play it at an 11, like, your commitment to that craziness is off the charts, I will respect it. Even if I know... The, like that's why I love Dexter Loomis because he plays that gimmick perfectly. Oh wow! His his ceiling is nowhere, but like whatever whatever he's doing, he does it perfectly. That's why I love Abaddon. But what happens when she gets a match on Dynamite? She loses every time, usually quickly, and then she does her little sit up craziness. And then, well, see you in a few months after six matches on Dark. Like we don't have Dark for Mei Ying, so May like Mei Ying is the new is the NXT version of Abaddon. Where she'll like just get a match, she'll lose to a couple of matches that probably shouldn't beat a five thousand year old dragon lady, but then she'll sit up afterwards and we'll be like, "Ooh, spooky." I don't. Well, first of all, for a really long time, that's how the entire women's division was getting treated in AEW, not just FDOT. So that at least followed the pattern. Um, she didn't even get like mudamist or anything in this, like. Uh, I think of the ultimate example is the undertaker, right? Like they were able, he didn't win every match of his career, but if you book people and protect them the right way, you can keep the mystique around them. They did it well with Bray Wyatt once for a very short time. Yeah. Um, but it is possible to protect people in losses. That's one of my favorite things that AEW does do. Um, they're really good at that. And it's, it's more important in situations with characters like this, in my opinion, because they are so not in this world that this is like the one situation where Beth Phoenix, God bless her, like characters like that, wins and losses don't matter as much and titles don't matter as much. That can be wildly helpful if you do it right. Yeah, like, you that right. can be such an important thing like, um, if someone's there to try and, and kill you. Or whatever. Um, if winning's not the main thing, that can be so good for wrestling. This yeah. was terrible. Um, yeah. And uh, also, like, I don't think Indy Hartwell needed a win here. I, I don't get that part of it either. No. Uh, it, it just, the booking here made absolutely no sense to me. The Annika Wilson in, in the chat, I don't usually do this with, with non-super chats, but the great idea. Like, you could have easily had a little mini feud between Xia Lee and Mei Ying, where Xia Lee, like, like the, the first loss for Mei Ying is to her student, Mei Ying. The student has surpassed the teacher. And then she gets called up by herself because they, they broke them up. You could have had, like, a three-week little feud with a, with a match to blow it off. Where Mei, where Mei Ying got beat by Xia Lee, it would elevate Xia Lee in a way that that all the matches that we saw with her didn't because it would have been a story. There was no story for her. She was just the the woman who had a five thousand year old dragon lady for a grandma. Like that was it. There was there was no story for her. This would have been a story. It would have allowed her to like seem more important, which is why they're drafting her. Like that would be a great way to do it. But nah, why would we do and that? The main roster is so intent on reducing people to their nationality. Which to me is why the rest of this story didn't come up with Xylee because she's just gonna be the combat girl. Like that's it. Um, we've saw that. How many times did we see that? How many times have we seen that in WWE? <laughs> like you don't have to go back that far. Look at the Kabuki Warriors. My goodness. So 
Um, that bumps me out for Xylee on that front too, is like, oh, they're just going to reduce her to, you know, oh, uh, I don't know if you know this, but Drew McIntyre Scottish. So he has a kilt and a sword. Like mm-hmm. they do this so constantly. And Xylee's not even going to get the like benefit of the doubt before they reduce her to that. It's just going to be this. Yeah. So that sucks. Also, the Yankee season is over. That sucks. I hope they fire Aaron Boone. I could have been a better manager of this team. He can go scratch. The Red Sox are going to lose to the Rays, which the Yankees were going to do anyway. So I'm like only medium upset about that, but I hope Aaron Boone gets fired at least because he's the worst. Alex? Listen, I'm really sorry that the uh, the Yankees lost. No, you're not. I am. I'm <laughs> I'm sorry for you. Like it's also Thank like you. like the like the Red Sox, like like that's any better? Like really yeah, that's any that's better. That's a lot of people's like, opinion. Like if 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 the Yankees were playing the Blue Jays or the Mariners, like I absolutely would have been rooting against your team 100 percent Like no, no, no. no. And then like uh, there's like, like this little like two percent of a baseball fan in me that like <laughs> wanted to root for the Mariners a little bit because I love I love a good story like that. That's yeah. why we watch Little Big League people. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Uh, but back back <laughs> to Dexter. They just them just dropping in the fact that the fact that he's in like it's. But why? Why? But apparently this is why. Cliff Beard says uh, so he can be crowned the new Dong Lord. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, also, Cliff Beard says that uh, we should have a balls on a pole match, like castrate Ooh. both of them. Put the balls on a pa- on a match, and and then if the one the winner gets they all get four, four balls? they get four balls, like the four horsemen. Yeah, the four ballsmen. I like it. Um, um yeah. I love that idea. The other thing with like the condoms, his dick is this big jokes this week. It's so much funnier when crazy ass Dexter Loomis is just sitting there deadpanning you and pulling out a packet of condoms, like mm-hmm. to have the character do that rather than. Mm-hmm whatever old ass white dude wrote these jokes for Indy Hartwell did not work this week for me at all. Not great. Yeah. But Dexter Loomis pulling out condoms hundred percent worked last week. <laughs> Cause he's insane and weird and a serial killer and holding a packet of condoms. That's funnier. <laughs> yes. Uh, 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 agreed. Um, you know, you know what's not great? Uh, Joe Gacy. Um, I, I don't know what I don't know what I don't know why we're doing this. He does a, a little promo thing before the commercial, you know, about the, we're gonna have a safe space and we're gonna teach you all that there can be more than one winner and all this stuff, and then we then we get. Beth Phoenix, like that's crazy. More than one winner. What is this, Russia? What is? What, how, how dare he? And it's like it's the like a weird thing to have like everybody's favorite mom, like it's the sweet aunt, um, Beth Phoenix, being like, like how dare he want nice things for people? And then that <laughs> Barrett, who's the heel commentator, going, I like this guy. I like how he wants people to feel good about themselves. Like. Like when his Nothing his entrance his entrance has Joe Gacy and then above it it says um, acceptance and then below it it says inclusiveness and then he's walking out and behind him is a giant peace symbol so so the the idea of acceptance and inclusiveness and the and the idea of peace on earth goodwill towards mankind 
are heel things, yeah. according to Vince McMahon. And if that doesn't tell you who this person is, always has been and always will be, and why everything feels a little off with his conglomerate that he has built that sometimes does professional wrestling. I don't know what could, else could tell you that. I don't even get it from the ring being a safe space and having more than one winner goes against the nature of professional wrestling. Shitty character aside, because it's a shitty character, but like, let's call that a matter of taste. Logically, calling the ring a safe space and saying, I'm here to show you there can be more than one winner and having him come out in ring gear that looks like a priest that just got off the clock. This does not work. It doesn't make sense in the context of pro wrestling. I hate it. I hate it so much. For so many reasons. Yeah. Um, James Bowers says that the Joe Gacy stuff gets lamer every week. That it does. And um, uh, also, he says that Vince absolutely thinks this Gacy culture warrior gimmick is such good shit. It got mentioned in the notedly prestigious New York Post and Fox News. Well, that was the thing that they're mentioning in that was what got all of his stuff pulled from the web after his first thing. So, I mean, I don't know. Like, all none of I don't understand what the point is of this because the second time he had a promo, he talked about how everyone seems so triggered, which is the way that the way that he said it is that's not a thing that the culture warriors say. That's the thing that the other side says. That's Stan Lambert. So, like it does. Yeah, exactly. Like this, is the thing is like. Uh, None of this, like, if you want to, if you, like, there, there's a whole thing, like, you want to, oh, but it's in the news. It's in, it, it's ripped from the headlines. People are actually talking like this. And what, what if, what if they, what if somebody like that were in wrestling? We're just saying, what, what if? Well, what if, like, you've got these people out here who are saying that there's a great replacement and we're bringing in people from all over the world to replace the white race. Now, if you had somebody come out there and say that, then yeah, I'd want to see that person get his ass kicked by everybody on the roster. But you have a guy weaponizing the language <laughs> of inclusiveness and wanting us all to be better people and empathize with each other. You have a man weaponizing that for the forces of evil. I don't understand. That's because there's nothing to understand. And like, I just have to keep going back to the idea that uh, Garrett Cole didn't do a lot of great things today, but he didn't go to the mound and say, you know what, I'm going to come out here and pitch, but I'm going to show you that both of us can win this wild card game uh, and that the baseball diamond is a safe space. It is a combat sport and you're calling the ring a safe space and the whole point of wrestling, the whole point. And I know it doesn't feel this way in WWE right now. There's a winner. And there's a fucking loser, okay? That's how it's supposed to be. Winners yep. and losers. Um, so when you come out and just inherently say, the nature of the thing that I'm performing is not it. I. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, Play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But 
the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then... Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. I can't buy into it because you're just violating the whole reason I'm here and the rest of the ecosystem that I'm bought into. It makes no sense. I hate it. Um, well, yeah, the match wasn't anything otherwise. Like I- Ikemen Jiro versus Joe Gacy. So Jiro got a lot of um, <laughs> it, it got a lot of offense in, uh, but Joe Gacy won with like a, a handspring lariat. Uh, and then this is the thing. Like this is this is uh, like this is why it was. This should have been. Gacy's first match. The first match versus versus Cameron Grimes didn't didn't help because he lost and and because he offered to, to shake Grimes's hand and Grimes was like, no, I don't want to do this. Um, the reason it worked with with Jiro is because he offered Jiro a handshake during the match with Jiro, who was a happy-go-lucky guy. Like, yes, I will shake your hand. Be the best man wins, says he commend Jiro, and then. We see in the flesh, in the in the moment, Joe Gacy say, nah, see, you shouldn't have shaken my hand because you shouldn't have trusted me. And that makes him a heel, doing that, as opposed to what he is saying or whatever. And then after Joe Gacy wins the match, he picks up Ikemenjiro and gives him a hug, which Ikemenjiro reluctantly accepts. And he's not really sure what to do about this. And we're not really sure how to feel about it. Like, that's that's an interesting thing. That should be how you build this character as opposed to here's his first debut. He's going to say some really crazy shit you're not going to agree with. And then he's going to lose 
like none of that none of that work was Grimes. This is actually an interesting way of building this character, but by this point the character's dead. You can't yeah. build him again. He's dead now. No. So like that you can't do that. But as he's leaving, standing in the on the bleachers looking down at him is the former Parker Boudreaux, now bald. Uh, I believe his name is Gunner Harland. I think is the is is his name in WWE now. Gunner but, but, is just like the most 2.0e name that there ever ever was. Also, I mean, I'm sorry there's, to there's... keep burying Beth Phoenix on commentary, but she immediately <laughs> went right from winning and losing matters to he's the most fashionable guy here with the best music. Go, Jiro. Like, no. Yeah. No, you don't get to do that. You don't get to go talking about how wins and losses matter right into his fashion is what makes him great. No. Bad, 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 bad. And commentary took something you've done as a joke and they did it as a shoot where they now say NXT 2.0. Oh, no. When yep. somebody's about to get hit really hard. Yep. Yeah, um, you did they that do. as a kidding, and so, they do it on purpose. So they've already done the main roster thing with Gunner Harland. Now he's just Harland. Just they, Harland. They, they took away Gunner, which I guess is is good to get rid of the gun, because otherwise I was gonna have to start calling him Gunner. Or, uh, or or the the Gatling experience. <laughs> <laughs> the firearm experience. Oh no! Oh boy, boy, oh boy. <laughs> um, uh, Cliff Beard uh, um, <laughs> doesn't doesn't seem to be as as nice <laughs> um, uh, as I am to you about your your baseball rootings. Uh, he says the Blue Jays got screwed, and the Yankees deserve this loss. That I actually agree with. I don't <laughs> like it, but they earned the loss. They're not um, great. <laughs> he, he says, uh, he says, uh, uh, Kate, how can you rank baseball movies without mentioning League of Their Own or Major League? Well, whoa, I whoa, think whoa, whoa. Okay. those Here's are different types of movies. They're, you nailed it. The caliber of movie that we were looking for was Watch Along at 1.30 p.m. on a Monday. If you're gonna open it up to actual good movies, my mm-hmm. God, Field of Dreams! Like, there's there's no end in sight. We were looking for child in a ridiculous situation that required either like angelic interference or natural powers or a grandfather that left the team to them. So that's what we were going for. Actual good baseball movies. That's you don't want to talk along over that. I would your watch along would be just me like. Audience to drop the ball on purpose. That's what that's what that watch along would be. She did it on purpose. I would do that for my sister. That's what that whole conversation. That's that's the whole watch along would just be me. It would it, well. These. The first half would just be me saying John Lovitz's lines along with him. Oh my god! Have a drive a heart of a leash. <laughs> you see, the way it works is the train moves, not the station. <laughs> I gotta go home, give the wife a little pickle tickle, and I'm back on my road. I love John Lovitz. Um, Okay. Uh, So, man. um, So, so we get a um, a, a Duke Hudson video package about him uh, as a poker player. Uh, Why is this guy? Why did he drop back down the card? Like, 
Like, like, like he was one of those. He was the guy in the <laughs> tournament, the breakout tournament. I was like, that guy's got it. This guy can talk. He's charismatic. He's handsome. He's big. Like, like, what, what are we, what are we doing? Where this guy is like now? I have to rebuild myself because you beat me a bunch of times in a row. Um, what? He's great. I, yeah, I don't understand. I don't understand. You know what it is with him? Because I was thinking about this the other day. I had COVID. I did a lot of thinking. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. As you, as you do, as you do. Yes, I do. Um. He already feels like an established talent because he fits in so much more with the NXT like old version that I feel mm-hmm. like they view him as someone that can put they, over they these they new do. guys, yeah. which makes no sense though, on yeah. account of the fact that he's not an established talent. But he's that like natural and good that you feel like him versus Ciampa doesn't feel like that big of a reach, even though it would be. Does right. that make sense? Like no, you're right. Yeah. You're right. Um, Cora Jade uh, versus Virginia Ferry. Whoops, no, apparently Robert Stone can make matches now. So uh, Frankie Monet beats up Virginia Ferry, hits her finishing move on on the outside, and just says, now your opponent is Frankie Monet. And the ring announcer is, says to the ref, am I allowed to do this? And the ref's like, yeah, sure, whatever. I hate my job. And, and <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming. I mean, I'm assuming. Uh, Why and else? then... <laughs> And and says, okay, I guess it's Frankie Monet now. Um, and Frankie Monet beats the crap out of Cora Jade, who is who is she's fun. Look, look, she 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 carries a tiny skateboard to the ring. She's like non-emo Darby Allen, you know? She's just super like if Liv Morgan from 2017 and Darby Allen had a baby and that baby was not into emo, that's who Cora Jade would be. It's really sweet. So um uh anyway, she wins. With a like a a a, a a a a victory roll thing, like from the top, whatever she she rolls her up, but it's not a schoolgirl, so I'm fine with that. Um, and she wins, and it's a shock, and Frankie Monet is upset. Fine, Frankie Monet is just this mid card heel in the division. She's just an afterthought now, which is too bad because Taya Valkyrie's awesome. But I'm glad Cora Jade won by using her noodle and not via distraction. Yeah, sure. Um, I don't get, there's a lot of things I don't understand. I thought for sure Frankie Monet was going to be called up. Um, I feel like she's someone that would excel on the main roster. Not to mention that her husband is already there. And they seem to try and do that now instead of split them up as a joke. Um, yeah. I think she's, she's good at NXT. I feel like she could be really great on the main roster as well. And I don't know what she has left to accomplish in NXT anymore because they're not putting the title on her. They're not putting the title on her. So I don't get that either. The match was good enough. I don't really understand why it happened. Um, But it was, it was a, it was perfectly serviceable. Cora Jade was said last week. My first match is next week. And so they, they promoted it. They didn't say who the opponent was at the time. Uh, because apparently that can change at a moment's notice. But uh, uh, I, we I, I think love planning. Here we go. We got we got a, I got a super chat about that. The super chat uh, says uh, da 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 da. Uh, Intangible one. Cliff Beard says, "Holy planning! <laughs> Ho- holy plan! Holy, holy pla- plan! Planning shit! I don't I don't know. It's 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 holy planning is what Miro does." <laughs> 
It's true. Um, I'm going to grab, uh, I have a bottle of water next to me. Please do. My, my webcam is not floating Go. off to look at Mariana Rivera good. and sadness good. again. I promise. Go ahead. That's fine. It's good. Um, uh, the one thing I, I will say uh, is Frankie Monet seems like she's just fine. Like would be just fine on the main roster in, I don't know, Dana Brooks spot. Like there's all these people on the main, like, can we just have like relegation? Like, like in, like in the soccer in the, in Europe where the teams that suck at the top drop down and the teams that are good on the, on the lower level go up. Like, like if, if, if NXT can be, can have people drafted from them, there should be like a, a trade system where like, if you want somebody from NXT, that's fine. You got to give us somebody else. Like I, I don't understand. Like, it'd be kind of cool to like see Dana Brooke is doing nothing, getting getting squashed by Shayna Baszler after being off TV for months. Um, maybe if she was in NXT, she could join Mandy Rose's stable and do something, take losses down there that actually mean something. I don't know. I'm not saying I'm not saying like specifically her, but anybody. There's a bunch of there's a there's a log jam in uh, the, the lower to mid card of the women's division on Raw and SmackDown. They need freshening well, up. So bring, so switch them up. But like, they just broke up every single women's tag team. So is that going to be, is that next? Like, I don't know. I, I heard Corey Graves absolutely burying Dana Brooke for not really any reason. I get that he's the heel guy. So I understand. Um, but she was just coming back for the first time in months. I I can't complain about this because I complain about it with Wednesdays that AW is terrible with this with the rankings. It they're terrible with it. They make sense so rarely. Um, but if they had just called it a heat chart and not rankings, you're golden with me. If there was something to say, hey, especially because of the reboot, if there was something that just said, hey, these are the important people that mean a lot and you should keep your eye on them, some sort of device, because they're not doing it with wins and losses. Um, and this is a whole fresh start, right? So we don't have that established story built in. That would be very helpful because it would make sense that certain people were getting called up. But from everything that Sean's reported and everything that I've heard, like, people don't know when they're getting called up. Not everybody in NXT knows what Vince's decisions are going to be. So how do you even prioritize that? Like, I don't know. I don't know either. It's like going and spending $324 million on a starter to give up a two-run homer in the first inning. You know what I mean? It feels like that. Yeah. Just hypothetically. Hypothetically. No, I, I personally, I can't wait for the Brewers rotation of, like, three of the best pitches we've ever had to, like, just 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 get destroyed like to have our our scion candidate give up like six runs in two innings and just from then on it's the end of the series like that that's what i'm expecting because i'm a milwaukee fan and until this year i've had only disappointment in all of my uh my my fandom um and i understand as a yankee fan i don't garner a lot of sympathy people i get it they won my entire childhood it's just a sad day for me yeah um uh so Kenshiro says, I wonder if Taya Valkyrie would have signed if she knew this was how her run would go. Um, I mean, 
I, I wonder if anybody would have signed if they knew that like NXT 2.0 was on the way. Like it's just, would Samoa it's just not, Joe it's not time back? for them. Would LA yeah. Knight have like, I think about that a lot with a lot of these guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I think uh, in reference to Cora Jade, uh, Josh Cardina says Jody Threat says she wants her gimmick back. And Luis says that sounds harsh. Uh, yeah. So, MSK Grizzled Young Vets segment backstage where Grizzled Young Vets uh, come out and say, well, like you guys, you guys know that in this fatal four-way, you don't have to beat. You have to pin us to 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 win. Um. So that's why you wanted a fatal four way, so you can pin ten pin any of the other guys. Uh. So that, well, then let's let's make uh let's make it a, a an elimination style match, okay? And then they get attacked by Brooks and Dunn and the Bout It Bout It Boys, and um and so we have a brawl backstage, um. All right. So sometimes it feels like creative plans, all this stuff. And then 20 minutes beforehand, they go watch ROH. (laughs) This was one of those episodes. They had a match that was like, if you win, um, you get a title shot. Ciampa had that, which is a proving ground match in ROH. And they also just did this pure gauntlet, which is what this felt like, but they did it in the tag team way. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a cool style match. I just don't understand why Samoa Joe isn't going around enforcing rules or why William Regal is letting things run roughshod. Regal, like, Regal hasn't been on, on camera like at all during 2.0, has he? No, and it's so and maybe once it was such a big deal that he had lost control and they brought in Samoa Joe. Um, and now, now it's just like referees decide that Robert Stone gets to make a match. Sure. This is a gauntlet instead. Fine. Like it just, uh, I, I mean, I guess it's 2.0 and I'm not supposed to care about what used to happen, but this is just another case of them punishing me for being a fan that cares about things like rules. And Injection 2K says that NXT 2.0 is making Regal look dumb, to be honest. Uh, and uh, yeah, I I, 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 I agree. But I think William Regal would be like, "How dare you? I'm you on vacation. Think... I deserve a vacation." Do you think it's because he's hungover from getting drunk? It's too, it must be. It must, must be. be. Yeah. Uh... So we got uh, Joe Gacy who challenges Ciampa and Ciampa says, okay, how about this? You beat me next week. You're added to the triple threat. You're added to, you're added to the title match at, at Halloween Havoc because I make matches too. That's yeah, what he that's says. That's called a proving ground match. <laughs> yeah. So, so Gacy here's, here's honestly, I, I do wonder if they'll do this. Have Gacy win next week by underhanded means get added to the title match because they know he's controversial and they like controversy Edge and then it's it's controversy uh and uh and and then they'll have braun breaker pin joe gacy to to be to to make sure that champapa doesn't uh doesn't get hurt by the loss he doesn't have to take the pin i i honestly wonder if they'll do that 
You get extra letters. You get extra letters. Everyone. Everyone in the next coincidence. Um, you know, isn't Joe Gacy because he was the deathmatch wrestler named after John Wayne Gacy? Like, wasn't that the I mean, whole maybe, thing? Maybe I don't know. Yeah, and now he's a heel that just wants everyone to be in a safe space, but wants that safe space to be through violent combat. Like, I just can't, I can't get behind whatever he's involved in because this makes no sense. But you're probably right. That's probably what they're going to do. Can you guys hear me, by the way? I'm sitting oh, yeah. back further. Yeah, we, okay. yeah, we, I'm, I, I can hear you fine. Um, uh, honestly, Cliff Beer is making a joke. But if they decided to do something like this in storyline, I would not hate it. NXT 2.0 is carrying Cross's fault, not that part. But he made Regal lose control of the show, and NXT 2.0 is the result and punishment for it. Um, if they brought in an NXT 2.0 like figurehead, like a guy from the home office who whose job it is to, to, to make things different and shiny and new and, and, and Regal hates that guy. And so Regal gets a bunch of his old dudes that used to be under Regal to go after that guy and all of his new guys. And we have basically a, an invasion storyline like th that way, the people, a bunch of people who lose that, don't have to be on the show anymore, all the old guys, and actually have a storyline reason for it, as opposed to, oh, it's just this thing. We, we slapped a new coat up on it, and a guy who had his first match gets a title match. Like, I'd rather it be because here's a guy that you're looking at on the screen who is saying to you, this guy's the new thing. I decide it. I decide it. Vince McMahon pays me to decide things, and I'm deciding it. I'd rather that that would be something we're seeing as opposed to just like, here's a guy I've never seen before. He's got a title match. I just feel like that should have been Samoa Joe bridging the gap. It doesn't have to be an anti-regal thing. That's fine. It just should have been the guy that's like, new brand, I'm not champ. This guy deserves a title shot because it's a new wave. Like, it just, it was, it's it's sitting right there. Yep, yeah. Um. Uh, Nerd Guru says, uh, if we're going to add consonants, we should call him uh, 2.0 is Adam <laughs> Adam Cole, ba -bay, ba bay There's a reason he left. <laughs> yep. Um, Pete Dunn versus Cameron Grimes. Um, uh, Pete, Pete Dunn wins and Cameron Grimes loses. Uh, I uh, This is where I thought, you know, there's, there's going to have, there's going to have Dunn lose to Cameron Grimes here. Because you know they they they, they they're just going to do that, uh, and that's why when I was like, "Is that happening though?" Like this is another one that I'm like, "Why?" Be, be, I mean, like I, I'm I'm interested in in seeing what what you know um, what happens, you know, with um with, with with Grimes. I like Grimes a lot. Like he's not, he's not a guy who could have gotten called to the main roster immediately and been a super fan favorite. Like everybody loves this guy. Like he's, I mean, the thing is that that Vince, Vince wouldn't understand why the redneck is rich, so we'd we'd lose that part of his act immediately. Oh, like he'd I, be a twenty four seven champion, just running yeah. around the building. <laughs> what? Come here, Reggie! No, Come here, Reggie! Come here, Reggie! I want that title. Uh, this uh, match anyway. was like fine, but yeah. Kyle Schwarber had also just hit a home run, I think. So I was mad, and <laughs> I just am like. Man, there's just 2.0 doesn't really have stakes for things. 
But like it was good. It was a good enough yeah, match. And, and, it does I, great in the ring, and I really yeah. like Grimes selling in this match. But I'm just right. like, okay. I, I also I also appreciated that that the distraction by O'Reilly attacking Ridge Holland didn't cost Dunn the match. Like Dunn is smart enough to be like recognize. No, no, I've got you scouted. If you run at me, you're gonna try the cave in. So when you jump, I'm gonna launch you over my head into the ring ropes, and then I'm gonna beat you. Like, I thought that was great. Pete Dunne should be the smartest. He doesn't need to be the most badass dude in WWE, in, in no, NXT. He but he should, be, he should be one of the smartest. Like, she should know what the hell you're, he's doing. I think that's a cool thing. But again, though, he's got the ceiling for him is not where it, where it needs to be. It needs to, and, and I, I, like, I thought for sure. Well, they're already having Grimes, I mean, uh, Grimes. Champapa is already floating, uh, feuding with Dunne, with Pete Dunne. Uh, so it was perfect if if Champa won the belt, he could lose it to Pete Dunne, and that way Pete Dunne gets his title reign that I'm pretty sure he re-signed for, yeah. and then you could have Braun Breaker beat the heel Pete Dunne for it. Now they may still do it. They may have they may have Braun Breaker lose to Champa uh, at Halloween Havoc because it he is young. He doesn't like Champa is like knows every knows everything and breaker's still young and impetuous so they may still do that and they could have Pete Dunn beat Chompa for it and they can have breaker take it off Pete Dunn and by that point you're several months down the line and then it doesn't feel like you're hot shotting the major title onto the kid I just they may still do that but ready yeah from breaker is going to be a batman gimmicked Pete that's what's gonna happen, and they can do it at the next Halloween Havoc. Here we go. Pete Man, Pete Man. Oh no! Pete Man, Pete Man. I've created a monster. Oh boy. Um. So uh, oh, 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 O'Reilly got beat up and then Von Wagner helped him again. And it really is like Kyle O'Reilly is, will be taught like Kyle O'Reilly doesn't know how to love anymore. No, but Von Wagner's going to teach him. It's, it's really heartwarming, you know, honestly, it's like the bridges of Madison County. But like Kyle O'Reilly shouldn't open his heart to just anyone. And Von Wagner but, at but, this point is just but look, anyone. But look at those eyes underneath that gigantic brow. Who wouldn't just oh my melt? God. Such intense eyebrows. That's all I know about who, Von Wagner is he who speaks like who Ricky Anderson with an accent. Who wouldn't melt? <laughs> um me, I'm not melting. So so we get to the main event an hour and 43 minutes into this damn paper <laughs> podcast. The okay, main event. It's also a Yankee loss. So we had to account for some yeah. things. Tony D'Angelo had his debut. He didn't have a promo. I That was a mistake in my eyes. He should have come out. He should have come out and cut a promo. Okay. But he's facing, uh, I don't know, Malik Blade, something like that. Um, he but didn't he have a promo earlier, though, because I remember him putting over Chicago no, and the New York. Accent. No, 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 no. They they cut the 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 promos from ever. They cut them up into like they edited it into. A, okay, one promo. right, the perfect. Like, okay. Ah, hey, 
Hey, I'm Tony D'Angelo, born and raised in Chicago. Sometimes Wait. my cousin will call me and say, hey, Tony, can you come down here and take something? So then I show up and the situation gets resolved. I have a request. And I know we're an hour and 45 minutes into this. Please keep in mind that I'm heartbroken and my team just yes, lost. Yes, sure, 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 sure. What is the promo that we should have gotten? Oh my god! From a velvet blue gym pants. He was wearing a tracksuit, a velour like like Bro, like shiny tracksuit. Nobody suit. has gear anymore. Everybody's oh. in street clothes. He's, he's wearing a wonderful like like a uh, white tank top, which you used to be able to call a wife beater, but you shouldn't be able to call that anymore. And I no, won't. but Tony. D'Angelo should be able to, though. You know Tony I mean? Angelo absolutely yeah. calls it that thing that it is problematic to refer to it as. But so that's I will what not. it is! That's what it is. I mean, we all know it's a wife beater, but I'm not allowed to say it anymore. Um, so, uh, so, so he's got... What's the problem I, I, we should have cut? Right. He said, like, hey! I'm Tony D'Angelo over here. You! I don't know who you are, but I'm gonna kick your ass. And that, that would have been enough. Like, whatever it is, like, you should have, like, four different catchphrases. And then, like, hey, at the end of the night, not for nothing, but you, my friend, are going to sleep with the fishies. Like, whatever it is, he should have had all those, like, like I want seven, at least seven, between seven and 17, like, obvious, cliched mob movie references. Sleep with the fishies, cement shoes, um, are you wearing a wire? Like, some, whatever it is, like, something, like, every, I think he should be obsessed Every one of his opponents is wearing a wire. Like I no, think, yeah, think I would, that, shoot, I would that shoot the, love that. That the feds, the feds are listening in. Okay. They they think that me and my uncles are into some things which we are definitely into, but they don't know that yet. But maybe they do if you're wearing a wire. Like I don't know what it is. I want him to also be upset that commentary is wearing wires. But Alex, like, this good. is this is a problem. He's really over. Like oh, ironically, he's super over. but oh. everybody is tuning in to see him. No, no, no. Like this is I, I I am in love with this guy. Like in the wrong way. Like I think he's an absolute joke that I love watching. Like I love coming up with the ridiculous things I come up with for him to say. But I also feel like like all you gotta do is like put a script like that in front of this guy. And I like because honestly, he's not a bad talker. Like he's, he's a not, lot. Better. He's really not. So so like I, I would love to see what his catchphrases are or whatever. But but like the he he peppers in enough of his his actual legitimate amateur wrestling background uh, into the match. Like what's not being he's not out there trying to be you know I ain't out there trying to be Kurt Angle or nothing. Like whatever it is. Like um. But like I I appreciate I'm no that American part of it. Dragon. Listen, you got you can keep your American dragon sin over there on the other fucking network, okay? Because over here we got Tony D'Angelo. Listen, if you want to know, when I became almost non-ironically, <laughs> totally into all in on Tony D'Angelo, it's when he walked in the ring, still wearing the full tracksuit and the fedora, walked up to the ref and slipped him a fifty. Like he was going going up to the Mater D at the Copa and wanted a table up front for him at his date. Like it was it was so perfectly old school mob movie. I'm so and, and the whole time he's like 
He's like, hey, this guy over here, he really thinks he got a shot. Like the whole time he's talking, though, but it, it works so well for him. And the crowd loves Tony D'Angelo. I, I mean, come on. Come on. Guys, if you haven't left a thumbs up on this video yet, you have to leave one for all of the Tony D'Angelo. Oh, and there's, there's, so, there's so many super chats about Tony D'Angelo. Uh, so Kalex, after weeks of build, our boy has finally arrived and he did not disappoint. So let's raise a glass of our finest Chianti to the new Don of NXT 2.0, the pride of Chicago, Tony D'Angelo. Hey! Hey! Charlie Davis. Wait, did you see that they tweeted out a picture of Drew McIntyre and deleted yes. it? Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, like, hey, he's he up next. It's it's Tony D'Angelo in a picture of Drew McIntyre, and I I snapped it because I knew they were going to delete it. Oh yeah. And I retweeted it and I said, "That's Drew McIntyre." Yeah. Tony D'Angelo better Tony not be Drew McIntyre. Tony D'Angelo in his kilt with his sword from Chicago, New York. <laughs> hey, it's me. Look at my skirt. And I got this big knife. Hey. Um. Anyway. Uh, I live in a castle in Chicago <laughs> where it's always raining. Hey. I, I, I look at you. Know, hey. You see I knock this monster over there? I kick these freaking ears. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Charlie, Charlie oh. Davis sends in that... Um, <laughs> Team Kalex, just checking in to let you know my celebratory Tony D'Angelo baked ziti turned out great. Oh my gosh, I'm so glad. Yes, this person tweeted us a picture yes. of their amazing baked ziti. Yeah. Go on our Twitters and see it because we both retweeted it yeah. for Tony. Otherwise, NXT 2.0 gives me so much secondhand embarrassment. Every segment makes me cringe. Yes, <laughs> except for this, which I, I am honestly like so close to unironically enjoying. Yeah. No, um, but I like the entire crowd also when he won did the double uh, uh, Italian like like this the, the yeah, like I'm I'm like I love how much the crowd loves this guy. He needs to kiss people on both cheeks real bad at some point. <laughs> his finisher. <gasps> he should kiss people on both cheeks right before he hits uh, his finisher. Isn't that French? Isn't that all Italian? And, I or I think it's a very European in general thing. Like uh, to the cheeks. Sean, Sean, Sean Blanford said, my uncle killed the Loch Ness Monster. Hey. <laughs> Up and down the Atlantic, the Loch Ness Monster. Hey, that Drew guy says he's Big D. The only Big D is for D'Angelo. Hey, Gabagool, <laughs> says the Nerguru. Gabagool uh, <laughs> um, is so over. <laughs> it was just this thing, and now it's so over. Rafael Garcia says someone tweeted that his finisher should be called the Mooley Driver, and I fell out my chair. <laughs> Twitter watching like his his finisher is the old Perry Saturn moss covered three handle family credenza. Um, but but he's got to say it like he does. So like, hey, this my finisher is the, the moss covered three handle family credenza. The most important part is the family. <laughs> well, it's not the boss because don't ever go against happens. the family. Don't ever go against the family. If I catch you going against the family, um, yeah, I, <laughs> my God, um, <clears throat> uh, 
uh, Quantum Don says, my fiance Jenna Ghost chatterbait disappeared. He wanted to know, uh, you know, the Tony. Oh, no, the, thank you, Quantum Dot. Yes, the Tony and Jingle Big City turned out very well. Good. I'm so glad. I'm so glad. Long live hashtag Team Kalex. Um, Drew Nicholas says, my my first hashtag uh, Kalex super chat. Love you both and sweating bullets alongside for, side Kate for the Yankees. I'm so sorry. Uh, Tony D'Angelo. You never gonna super chat us again. <laughs> <laughs> Tony D'Angelo on lashing out means NXT won the war. So later in the night, we go backstage somewhere, uh, and and Lash Lash Legend is talking about how how great her, her segment was. Uh, and last week, it, it, whatever it was, two weeks ago, it wasn't. But then Tony says, "F a a lash." Uh, after my match tonight, and how seeing how I won and all, I think it might be it might behoove you if you were to have me on your show next week. I'm just saying, it's a nice talk show you got. It'd be a shame if something would have happened to it, Capiche? <laughs> um, and so she she says, "Okay, fine." So um, if if Lash Lash Legends show uh can have one more episode. I, I didn't see it ever again, but now I need to see it with Tony D'Angelo on it because it's a talk show, so he gets to talk more. Um, I don't know why they didn't have him cut a promo of some kind, uh, but yeah, oh my god. Uh, um, I want him to have his own talk show in a pizzeria that is definitely not a front for the mob. <laughs> just, <laughs> just you can see through an open door into the kitchen where guys are like stacking money into like duffel bags and stuff. Hey, yeah, pay, pay no game. attention. Pay no attention to the guy. We just got a big shipment of uh, marinara sauce back there. You know, it's all fine. Don't worry about it. Why is there a poker? Why is there pizza being cooked at five in the morning? Eh? Your Honor, Officer, I am shocked to find gambling taking place in this establishment. This is definitely not something that me or my seventeen uncles would have def would have ever allowed to happen. I'm just no saying. way. No. Um. Way. You wear it a wire. <laughs> that's you have legally. You have to tell me if I ask. Uh, <laughs> that's not how it works, Tony. Uh, Des Tora says, "I think uh, Team Kalex's and also Stephen Larson's reaction to Tony D'Angelo are what's keeping me coming back to NXT 2.0 now." <laughs> um, like, listen, like, uh, it, honestly, there's nothing nearly as interesting on this show as the potential of Tony. And like, I at, at this point. Whatever his actual finisher is, if this if the finisher is not called something like sleep with the fishes, mama mia, that's a spicy meat the ball, or like wh whatever the cement like, shoes, the cement shoes, whatever it is, um, it's got to be called something fun. Like, uh, but I, it needs to be the most like I want all of the stereotypes in, yeah. in this character. You, you more can't... and more, more and more and more. In the legendary words of Ron Swanson, you cannot half-ass this. You need to go full ass on this. Like you, you cannot medium have some no. stereotypes. It should just be called any last words. <laughs> <laughs> the nerd guru says, "Hey, so you call yourself the tribal chief? <laughs> hey, I'm all about family too. Head of the table, I'm gonna cut off the head and throw you to the fishes. Hey, gabagool." He should um, take the title off Roman. <laughs> I'm convinced. Tony D'Angelo should take the title off Roman. Book it uh, right I, now. I want, I want Gabagool to be a thing that he says almost like it's Tourette's. Like at the end of everything, hey, I'm going to cut off the head of the table and throw your stinky head in the fishes. Hey, Gabagool. Hey, Gabagool. 
like and it doesn't even need to be exaggerated just no. like listen Gabriel. hey <laughs> hey um ryan solvin says good to see covid kate back if she too oh. took too much time off she wouldn't be able to pay her debt to tony d's family <laughs> it's uh, <true>. <laughs> uh <laughs> uh the intangible one cliff beard says can we get nunzio to manage tony uh the nxt don uh, and Luis adds, take my money and run, goddammit. I don't think Tony needs anybody to manage him. Like, maybe Nunzio can be the guy who, like, hangs out and takes pinfalls and enrages Tony. Like, can, I, like, we should honestly, like, the best the best thing they could have done with a guy who looks and talks like Cal Bloom is is to is to darken his hair and make him the guy who takes pinfalls for, for Tony D'Angelo. They, they could have they could have made him the, the his his commander Aziz. Like he could have made him that big dude who's just there to look intimidating. Like they need to have a whole family for Tony D'Angelo at this point. I don't want to say who Tony D'Angelo's manager is, but I can tell you he's being managed by someone. That's all I can say. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Move on to the next super chat. Yeah. My uh, life depends on it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, okay. um, uh, Jason Sodasto says, can we get an entire episode on yes, D'Angelo impressions and ideas? This is amazing. <laughs> I have toyed with the idea of doing an entire, if there's a really bad episode of NXT, I might just do the whole if? thing. When? Try, when, try when, when? Sometime like mid-December when they like, when they're taping stuff because it's Christmas season. There'll be a terrible episode, <laughs> and I'll just do the whole thing, host it as uh, yes, as Tony D'Angelo. Why not? Um, <laughs> Joy Bag of Donuts says, "Kate, please more New York Italian mob princess accent." Let me tell you something about Braun Breaker. Okay, his father was a Steiner. <laughs> his his father was a Steiner. His father's father, his was, father a Steiner, was a Steiner, and his father's father's father his was father's a Steiner. Father's was a Steiner. My uncle and his two brothers were Steiners. <laughs> Tony D'Angelo is the perfect guy to have a feud with Braun Breaker where he insists on calling him Braun Breaker. I'm sorry. Are we supposed is... to ignore this second K in your name? What the hell is this? Are we speaking English or what? Like, I, he would be great. You need a guy who's able to take the piss out of this. Oh, of my this God. And then he wants to adopt him because he could, he could break. Yeah, I'm just saying, if you happen to need any extra employment now that you've lost your title match with Thomas Ciampa, I'm just saying, maybe you might want to, you know, take a little extra off the top of your man. Well, maybe, uh, you know, maybe you could uh, break it some knees. I'm not sure. I'm trying to speak your language with your, with the extra case. <laughs> not sure how it works. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> the intangible one, Cliff Beard, since it's Halloween, Von Wagner would make a great Frankenstein's monster. Um, oh, yeah. He's already got, like, the brows. He just needs, yeah. like, the bolt in the side of his head. I'm, pr I'm pretty sure he's got the bolts are just being covered up by, by those popped collars he wears. Oh my gosh! Inexplicably, with no context, he comes out to Monster Mash. 
What would it be like if Tony D'Angelo were to sing Monster Mash? Send in your super chats and make me do it. Yeah, I'm not doing it for free, folks. I'm sending it in. Nobody else does. You think I'm above it? Uh, I'm absolutely not. Um, Norm Summers says I'm toasted, and y'all are cracking me up. I got kiss my grits money. Have some. Thank you, Norm. Uh, Come on, if you're sending in kiss my grits money, you can at least send in <laughs> Joey, Joey Bag of Donuts. Uh, says, uh, what if Tony D'Angelo had a feud with Walter? Oh, we already did that. We already did that. We already I'm, did that. I'm sending in a super chat. Um, uh, hey, hey, Walt. Uh, nothing. I mean, I'm listen, I I love the all caps in your name, I think that's really nice. I'm just saying, perhaps you know, listen, going back a long time, the Germans and the Italians, we, we used to be friends, you know. I'm just saying, I mean, back a long time ago. Uh, but like, hey, uh, I wonder if you might be able to want in to come in and uh, maybe uh, we could we could work together and do a little something. Walt, you and me, eh? I'm so proud of myself. <laughs> I just love that you decided to just send it in. Fantastic. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, somebody sent in a super chat. I'm not going to say who, but somebody uh, wants wants uh, wants. Once, what's uh, Tony D'Angelo to sing Monster Mash? So uh, now I gotta hear. <clears throat> Here we go. <clears throat> I was working in the lab late one night when my eyes beheld an eerie sight. When my monster from his slab began to rise, a a suddenly, to my surprise, he did the mash. He did the monster mash. The monster mash. It was a graveyard smash. He did the mesh. It caught on in a flash. It was a flash. He did the monster mesh. That is literally the best $2 I've ever spent in my life. <laughs> <coughs> or that this Kate hence the broad. I don't know, man. Did. I don't know. The, the nerd guru says, can Tony do Gabagool? Hey, hey. Gabagool, baby. Gabagool, hey, Gabagool, hey, hey. Boom. Boom. Hey. You know what's all about boom. the boom. You know it's all about the boom. Eh? Uh <laughs> oh God. We're gonna be here for seven hours just me doing the stupid things. Um yes, yeah, Zach Barber says Alex Pulaski is the male blank of fightful. Yeah, I suppose. I mean I, I <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I do one thing really, really <laughs> well is wrong. Funny, perhaps. Um, you do funny uh, very well. Not Bogan says, just woke up. Yay, third shift. Welcome back, Kate, and happy to see I have over an hour worth of contact uh, so far for work. Oh, you're going to have over two hours of contact so far for work. Uh, <laughs> James Nepper says, NXT 2.0 meh is not the best. Alex's t-shirt, however, five star rars. That's my that's, that's my uh, baddie juice t-shirt that looks like the Beetlejuice cover, but it's got got Nicholson, Jack uh, Joker, and Cobblepot and Cat Five for Catwoman. Um, my sweater looks like Neil from the <laughs> Santa Claus. <laughs> Norm Summers uh, says, uh, "Kiss my grits, Kate," because he's got he's got kiss my grits money. Well, oh god, oh god. So we still have more things to talk about. Jesus Christ. Do we really? Um, there was. I yeah, really thought I got to do nothing for the rest of the show, and you were just doing Tony D'Angelo impression. 
Um, a hit row promo basically says like, "Oh, oh, you thought we were gonna stick around? No, we, we're we're going up for the money." Like I love that they're like that's in canon. We get paid more on the main roster. Have fun down here doing whatever you're gonna do. Um, but then they're yeah. also like, please don't tell them that our <laughs> 90 day, 30 day <laughs> yeah. compete changes. No. Yeah. Don't let them know that. Don't know them. No. Um, uh, but they're going to have, so they're going to have the match versus Santos next week. Um, there's an amazing video promo from Diamond Mine. This is, ev- this is, this is what Malcolm Bivens should have been doing from day one, getting over the people he's managing with his words like i listen I, I honestly i could not be arsed to care about ivy nile at all until this when like the way he says it i don't know if this is true but the way he said it she came to me and says it's all right if i knock out every woman on the roster i said why the hell not like, <laughs> that, that i want that to have been an actual conversation and now <laughs> i'm rooting for her to try i i didn't care about her yet but i was hopeful because she seemed like the only ones that i felt like she seemed like the only person in the group that i felt like malcolm bivens would actually have an interest in because of something like this like because she is just as you were calling her a pair of biceps i was like i could see malcolm bivens getting behind her because she's a little badass and she's cool where mm-hmm. I think we're getting like great collegiate style wrestling from the rest of Diamond Mine right now, right. which is not cool. And I feel like Malcolm Biv- Malcolm Biv- what Malcolm Bivens is cool. <laughs> if I could talk, yeah, we're two hours in. Um, so I felt like she could be the piece of it that works for me. I was glad to see that come to life in this video package, and I I love Malcolm. I hope. He gets to keep managing the same people he's putting over for more than like 12 minutes. Yes. Um, I thought this was all great. I love that she like, talked about how Hideki Suzuki has more titles than Tom Brady and will kick <laughs> Tom Brady's ass. I thought that was good. Uh, Hideki Suzuki versus everyone, damn it, says Luis. Um, sure. I'm in. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Uh, absolutely. Uh, but I, I thought this was great and it put over everybody. I love that he called Brutus and Julius his favorites, but don't tell anybody as he's standing <laughs> right in front of the other people in the t- <laughs> thing i love it it's great um uh so uh the nerd guru says late to the party pals but i'm a depressed yankee fan i feel you kate didn't watch the clown show tonight but why is mandy the most important person uh she's a brunette now because of because of who's running the show that's it because she's because because that's that's what's most important in a woman's in a woman women's wrestler how hot are you that's it that's the whole deal um and are you a bitch? Yeah, she she is a bitch, but like, but but, a, but, but like a hot bitch. But like a hot bitch. Yeah, she's not she's not a bitch. She's a batch. She's and it's, a there's batch. A, there's, there's a very big difference there because is. because if you're a, if you're a bitch, whatever. But if you're a batch, then oh my god, that look out. The difference that's like the female equivalent of having the balls. <laughs> Are you enough of a batch to come you- and take my title? <laughs> oh no, it's a sorority, but <laughs> with title belts. Which of you bitches is enough of a batch to come and take my title? <laughs> what's up, bitches? Batch. And then let's go get bottomless mimosas. <sighs> Stop trying to make batch happen. <laughs> Okay, oh, um, 
uh, Myron Kid is dead to me because he says go Braves. Uh, but he says, oh. but he, but he does love me, so that's fine. Brett, that's cool. Like, do you also love clinching the division and never winning titles? Because that's what the Braves <laughs> love to do. Listen, l- listen, let, there's, a, there's a thing. Like what? I'm what? Bitter. The the Brewers and Braves are like fighting each other with like with like pillows, like hoping like whichever one of them come out on top is going to get massacred by whoever wins the other series. That's why I'm like so (laughs) I'm very sad the Yankees lost. I was like, they weren't going to make it past the Rays though. Yeah, it's fine. Um, uh, Ivy Nile says uh, the intangible one, Cliff Beard, looks like a a Dragon Ball Z fusion of Ronda Rousey and Layla Hirsch. I would love her finisher to be something like a Dragon Sleeper. Uh, But can she like, like put her in a Dragon Sleeper and then like crank up so she breaks the person's neck like not yeah. in real life, but like that's what she's doing to people. It's like trying to cause spinal injuries. Like I think it'd be great. Like just I've wanted something forever with like if you have all these people that never get used, they're off TV for weeks at a time anyway. So I want people, I want there to be somebody who has a finisher that when they do it to you, it puts you off TV for six weeks. Like you're done. Like, like finished. Yeah, like that, <laughs> as opposed to like, oh, I'm selling this injury next week. No, 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 you're done. So like they can run through four or five people to build them up because you're never going to use those four or five people anyway, let's be honest. Yeah. And there's easy ways to do that. Like I, the Muda lock is a great way to do that. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. Dragon Sleeper is a good one. We just saw Daniel Bryant. Sorry. American Neil Dragonson. Dragonson, thank you. Use that uh, <laughs> rampage, but yeah, there's some very, there's some very simple, effective-looking submissions that, especially when a woman who's a little bit smaller uses them, Layla is great at it. Mm-hmm. Layla is fantastic at it. Yeah. Um, that look really intimidating. I like that idea of let me run through these people and let me look like I've injured them. Right. Raquel comes out and she's not happy about Mandy Rose and then Mandy Rose and her friends come out and they say mean things to Raquel. They have never, they've, they've, they've never picked a side with Raquel. Like they've just, she's just whatever they want her to be versus whoever they need at the time. Like she's been a baby face for a while, but for, 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 for a while she was switching back and forth. And it's just one of those weird deals of like, I, I, I've, I've really enjoyed Raquel, but like her reign has gotten stale because they haven't really done anything new with it. And I guess this might be something new because Mandy Rose is somebody new. She hasn't really faced like a triumvirate before where she's like, got to worry about women on the outside who might attack her if she gets thrown outside, something like that. I'm not sure. So people that are Raquel's side size or the male equivalent, yeah. Whatever that ratio is. I kind of like it. It's what Braun Strowman should have been of I don't care if you're a heel or right. a face. I want you to I, I agree. People. I agree. Um, but you're right in that it's gotten stale because she doesn't just wreck people, she wrestles. <laughs> so it but I like the idea of someone who's like, I'm just here to kick your ass, but that's not the story they've told with her. But it could be one if they call her up to the main roster. I was really hoping it would be like Nia goes to one brand, Raquel gets drafted to another, because I think that's a very valuable person to have when they can actually go like Raquel can. Um, but I, I'm with you. She needs to drop the title, but it's not because of her. It's because 
of the the overall flux of the women's division on all three brands, in my opinion. Um, I just don't know where I don't know where she goes next if she doesn't drop to Mandy. It's kind of like she's run through everyone. Right. And it's kind of like we get it. We get who you are. The other thing is like if she were to drop to Mandy, I don't know who's coming after Mandy next. Like they haven't built Frankie anything. Like, really though? Like a- Ember, sure, but then Ember loses again and that sucks. Like they don't have people on the like I, I would love to see a badass like tweener but leaning face because the people love to watch her beat up people like her go up to smackdown and get up in charlotte's face because that's something charlotte hasn't faced before and and the baby face roster on smackdown is so thin it's like naomi and tony storm and that's um <laughs> shotzi like because she's a singles now maybe they sure. might they might turn sasha back baby face which is not my favorite version of her but like that's 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 all they got. So like they Charlotte needs somebody to shake things up, or she's gonna be t- t- like the thing is like everyone's like ah here everyone's complaint is that Charlotte wins the title and then immediately loses it so she can win it back again. Well here the joke's on you. We're gonna put her on a show where she has no competition and therefore she's just gonna be champion <laughs> forever. So we gotcha. That I mean that's the thing. There's no winning with her because. Well, she is probably the most in-ring-wise gifted, not gifted, it's not gift, skilled wrestler. Um, And if you do the short reigns, it's just because they're trying to get her to a number. But if you do a a long reign, you've burned her out. So there's not really any winning with Charlotte right now. And I get the complaints. It's not her fault. Um, But yeah, I don't. There's so much cloudiness around everything also, to like, do with the Ka- women. Kaylee Ray is out here being amazing, but not being on TV because it's NXT 2.0, and she doesn't have the face for for Johnny Laurinaitis. Like that's just like like honestly, are like, they going to make like, them a tag team on the main roster? The like two tall badass women. I don't know. That's what I I mean when they literally have decimated the entire tag it, team like, division. Blah, 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 I don't blah, blah, I don't know. I don't like, want to I talk about it anymore because it makes me so so frustrated <laughs> that they have all these insanely talented women and just won't. Do but sincerely, stuff with them. like that cloudiness makes me unable to invest in what's going on in NXT because I don't buy that they're not just going to get called up at any second. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't. Kaylee Ray, Kaylee Ray is amazing, and she's just this is not the place for her. Mm-mm. Because, well, we listen, kid, we can't understand you when you talk. Sorry. Also, look at her. Like, eh. Like, I'm on it. Like, that's that's the shitty part of it because that shouldn't matter at all. But to the people running this shit, it does. And that's awful. Yeah. And I think she's really pretty. Uh, Me too. (laughs) But, like, me too. She's not this type of hot. But she's not, she's not batch hot. She's not a batch. No. No. You Although I'm pretty sure in her accent, that's how you would say bitch. So she's got yeah, that. Yeah, she does. She's a step closer than we think. <laughs> so we've got to finally got our main event. We're two, two hours and 15 minutes into this thing. We still got a lot of impressions for me to do. Um, <laughs> Th- Skevin Steets with a great super chat hats off to Barrett, the heel f- on commentary for speaking on everybody's behalf. Who the heck are these guys and why are they in this title match? This is Trick Williams' first match. He and Carmelo Hayes have never teamed together. They're in a title match. 
Um, uh, and then Brooks and Dunn lost the one title match they had. I don't like, why are they in the match? Because they showed up last week and said, we want a title. Like at least Grizzly Young Vets are great, are established as being great, are, are the British version of uh, FTR, and um, <laughs> and were the were the were the title holders in in NXT UK since they got to NXT state, stateside, they have been done so dirty. Yeah, I thought those guys would have been champs twice by now. Like they're so great. To your point earlier, why why aren't the loaves of bread, the undefeated loaves of bread, in this match instead? Because we know who they are and they're undefeated. Like, wins and losses don't matter. So, sorry, Beth Phoenix, you're wrong. Yeah, um, yeah. they don't. They, yeah, they, uh, they unequivocally don't on the brand you are commentating for, Beth Correct. Phoenix. Yeah. Like, I'm really, I'm really glad that. Seth Rollins didn't murder your children, but you're wrong about this, Beth. And they, he was never to going to. He was just going to spit apples at him. <laughs> Sorry, Tree Seaman. Apologies. When I, got, when I got home, there was semen. Tree Seaman all over the place. I don't know what he was doing in there. My God, Vic. Wade, it was horrible. Just wall-to-wall semen. Tree Seaman, but it was just everywhere. It was on the drapes. It was all over. It was all over the bed. Oh God! So much tree semen. Seth Rollins is what was the character on SNL by Chris Kattan? I don't know. Oh my God, Mr. Peepers. Mr. Peepers, yes. Spitting, spitting, uh, spitting apples. Oh everywhere. no. Yes. Great Beth Phoenix impression, by the way. That's yeah. added into the rotation. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Hysterical Beth Phoenix. I only do that. I only or, do that version of her. Or. Beth Phoenix looking at any basic move. Oh no! <laughs> By the way, I love it's it's NXT 2.0. Now we're allowed to dress however we want on commentary because I swear to God, uh, Vic was wearing a members only jacket up there. Like everyone else got to wear a suit, but he's like just like I'm just chilling. It's Casual Friday here on I Tuesday. I have a green bomber jacket just like his. We match. <laughs> Maybe we you could be a tag team. Maybe you could go as Vic Joseph for Halloween. I could. Or maybe we could just uh, demand a title shot. Because <laughs> mm. I fought Vic Joseph at a bar and yep, uh, he earned my respect. Yeah. No, but but way better. Like, what have these guys done apart from having a bar fight with each other? He's the heel. He's the heel. <laughs> and he's saying all the true things. Um, the match, whatever. Sean um, has not yelled at us yet, by the way. <laughs> he's probably asleep. Um, so. <laughs> I don't care. We we've retained our entire audience for two hours and twenty minutes. I wasn't here last week. I'm making up for lost time. Um. So listen. Uh. Uh. The the bout it bout it boys, which is what I'm going to call them until they give themselves a tag name. Because <laughs> they're like, hey, are we bout it bout it? We are bout it bout it. And apparently, I know this because I I myself was not a, not I was I was I was suspectful. Suspicious. I was suspicious that that was not a thing people would actually say. And then I watched Grapsity. You should all watch Grapsity on Saturdays at noon. And all three gentlemen, uh, uh, African American gentlemen hosting the show, told Amazing. me that no, indeed, we are not still saying bout it, bout it in 2021. So they are officially uh, 
Vince thinks he knows how black guys talk the tag team. Like, I, I don't, like, what are we doing? Like, if you're not going to be authentic with it, then then just, I don't know, make them crime um, time and go way overboard with it. They already had an authentic black thing. And I'm that like, got called up. So they're going to go ahead and ruin that. And now they're going to ruin this. <laughs> um, so they lost first. Trick Williams took the pin. Good. Um, and then GYV lost. They, man, they, this is the, this is the thing, a, a fatal four-way elimination tag match. The object of this is to not be in the ring because you can't pin, you can't get pinned if you're not the legal guy. So if you get pinned, your team's out, you're gone. So you want to not be in the match. So I wanted either GYV or the Bout It Bout It Boys to just hang out on the floor, not even get up and hold the tag rope. We're not getting, why would we want to be in there? If you, so, so like, and so like tagging yourself in, like what, I think Trick Williams tagged himself in, like hit, hit uh, uh, Gibson and tagged himself in. And Gibson was like, how dare you tag yourself in? Gibson, get the hell out of there. You don't want to be in the ring because if you're not in the ring, you can't get pinned. You can't lose the match. There's, there's a, there's a inherent thing about uh, uh, rules of this kind that just like you know don't matter you know yeah it makes no sense um heels especially should be the furthest away if you're a face your integrity should matter and you should want to be in the sure match. but if sure. you're a heel you should be waiting as long as possible yeah i mean like and, and both of these guys these, these heel teams have gimmicks where they could just like hang out like no i'm i'm good i, I don't need to be in there thank that's you. it um, anyway, uh, yeah, so Brooks and Dunn pin uh, Zach Gibson. Zach Gibson, one of the smartest tag wrestlers in the world, didn't realize who the legal man was, which makes him look stupid now forever. And then once he realized that he had pinned the wrong guy, it, like he did the thing like, oh, no, these two big southern guys are right behind me. I'm so scared. Me, Zach Gibson, one like a, a guy who's not afraid of anybody. Against this completely I'm, unestablished Toby Keith tag team. Oh my god, I I can't stand those two dudes. Like if you if you gave them months of establishing themselves as something that might be fun, fine. But like right now, I'm like, why are you on TV? You're not ready. Or if you gave them whiskey for their men and beer for their horses, it's possible. I'm so mad at myself for that. I. I just don't care, and it's not because of them. I don't have a reason to care. Yeah. I know one thing about them, and now they're in a, yeah. a championship match, which is one thing more than I knew about Von Wagner. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, they get pinned by MSK, the Bull Buchanan skid, whatever his actual name is. Is it is it Brooks Jensen? I don't know what the hell his name is. Um Brooks and Dunn Jensen. <laughs> yeah, Brooks and Dunn. Whichever one Brooks is. <laughs> he got pinned. Uh, and I'm done watching them. That's that's what I'm gonna say about that. Um, and at least MS MSK won. So I'm I'm assuming they'll have uh because they got beat up by Imperium. I think Imperium was the last team to get a title match against MSK during NXT 1.0, and they lost. Yes, correct. So like I don't, we don't, we don't, we don't have any established teams. Any anybody other than GYV? Like you could have, you could have gone way. Like should have like just not done this match. 
and you could have built to an honest to God, like 20 minute banger of MSK versus GYV two out of three falls or some shit, like make it really great. And that could have been an awesome match at your takeover. But And I don't, mm. um, as good as MSK is, they haven't gotten super over and I don't no. think this did it. Like, no. I don't think this helps. And commentary again. Now, hopefully they'll get respect. I was like, they've been champions for months yeah, and they're great. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I, I didn't love the structure of this match at all. Right. Uh, thank you. Brought up by Luis Polito, Oni and Birch uh, got the final, oh. okay. the final, final tag match. Uh, it was on the final episode of NXT 1.0. They and they lost, and then they got jumped out of the group. Uh, and you think Pete regrets that now? Like he <laughs> he lost Ridge to the draft, and then Oni and Danny are like, "Well, maybe you shouldn't have been so hasty," you know. <laughs> Well, well, well. Well, well, well. Tables. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you weren't such a bet to yeah. us. Uh, Carmelo Hayes still has his breakout tournament thing. Like maybe he'll decide to do that at any his point. His added lands. So here's 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 what here's what here's what's gonna happen. Braun Breaker is absolutely gonna win this damn title match versus Champa, and then Carmelo Hayes is gonna get a title match versus Braun Breaker. Oh, like that's that, they'll, they'll do that. They're waiting for that. And they'll uh, talk about the next generation of NXT yeah, stars. That's what they're going to do. Um, going back to Kaylee Ray, briefly, the Nerd Guru says, if there's nothing for KLR in 2.0, please put her on the main roster and build to one of my dream matches, Becky versus KLR at a UK pay-per-view. No title needed. Don't hate it. Honestly, like, if there's no title involved... Whenever the UK NXT UK like has their next thing in front of fans, like a big, a big takeover, like that would sell out that building. Like Finn Balor wanted to go back to NXT UK over going back to the main roster. Like he, can I please go over there and have that match versus Walter I was supposed to have? There's no title involved. Like Finn, ba this Finn Balor, not this one, but the one before in NXT versus Dragonoff for that title. Like oh my. God, like I want as opposed to him, like, hey, I'm the demon. Oops, I fell off the top rope. Like, <laughs> Jesus, I like he wants to go back to NXT UK, <laughs> which is currently taping in front of nobody over over doing shit on the main roster. I don't blame uh, him one bit. Um, Drew Nicholas. Uh, now we're gonna do all my impressions. Now Drew Nicholas says uh, I should say. Hey, Braun Breaker, bring your family to the dock, and my cousin Carmine and cousin Rocco and I will make sure you all sleep with the fishes. Hey, gotta go. Um, uh, Joey Bagadana says this idea has Netflix series potential. Uh, I did appreciate Lash, Lash Legend saying that she loved Tony D'Angelo in the Sopranos movie because I, I thought that was great that she's that like oblivious and out there, and it's it's good. Um, Brendan Towngate. Asks you specifically, Kate, speaking of ROH, would you recommend that show to someone who likes NXT 1.0 and is sad that it's gone? Very much. Very, very much. It is in the current landscape. I think Ring of Honor is the most quote unquote sports based thing. Um, I love so much of what they're doing, the way that they set up their divisions, the way that they use um, like standings and wins and losses. It's an incredibly diverse product from like a cultural standpoint, 
I love Ring of Honor. Plus, it's one hour a week, and it's you can just go to their website and watch it. They make it very, very easy to get invested in their product. Huge fan of it. Love Jonathan Gresham. Love the pure division. Yes, if you loved NXT 1.0, this is probably the closest current product to that. Also, Honor is real. Honor is Luis. real. Uh, Norm Summer says, I'll start watching NXT again when T-Bar goes back to being Dijak. Carrion desperately needs Scarlet or a dog collar that says Daddy. <laughs> Still adjusting to Bearcat. Stay juicy. Um, and Frank Aguilera says, just finished NXT. Seems like a bad show now. Oh, whale. Because he used the whale emoji. So I'm supposed to say, <laughs> oh, whale. Oh, whale. Okay. We're going to finish this out with... Um, with with super chats that ask me to, to say things. Uh, Norm Summers uh, says, first, I'm here for whatever this is. Buttering muffins and kissing grits. About to watch AW Dark. I'm, uh, Godspeed, Norm Summers. Um, <laughs> uh, Thick Ashley says, just got back from work to see this review. has already gone two hours. Better two hours than SmackDown and NXT. Definitely have to watch this on catch-up. Yeah, no, it's it's. I don't know what the hell we're doing. It's two. It's, and, a, two and, it's, it's an two American and a half hours. Classic. Two and a half hours, and it's, I swear to God, Sean, we haven't lost any viewers. We really haven't. I love you guys. Uh, thank you for for hanging out with us. Uh, but here we go. Okay, so um, <laughs> the nerd guru starts us off with Tony D tearing down Carrion Cross, please. LOL. Hey, uh, hey, uh, not for nothing. Uh, what the hell are you wearing, buddy? I mean, uh, you got the, you got the, you got the, you got the face mask. Look like Lord Humongous over here. What the hell are you doing? You got little straps hanging out from it. Listen, the last time I saw that outfit being worn, it was by Sean Connery and freaking Zardos over here. What are you doing? Hey, Gabagool. Uh, <laughs> it's the Gabagool for me. It is. It's, it's going to end everything that I, every time I do it. Um, uh, J.W. Pringle asks for this specific uh, thing for me to say. <clears throat> How do I love thee? Let me count the ways. I love thee to the depth and breadth and height my soul can reach when feeling out of sight. Oh, that's good, William Shakespeare. Hey, Gabagoo. Uh I shoot spit out my water. That was a shoot <laughs> spit take. <laughs> Saved by the bell could yeah. never with no. what I just did. No, no. Oh my god. Uh, hey, how do I love hey. me? <laughs> um, so uh then uh see Cliff Beard asks uh that as William Regal, I should sing <clears throat> Mary had a little lamb. Its fleece was white as snow, and everywhere that Mary went. The lamb was sure to go. Uh, it followed her to school one day, which was against the rules. Oh, now you care about rules again, William Regal, do you? And the lamb, and the, and the la four lambs versus four calves in war games. <laughs> hey, uh, hey, uh, uh, hey uh, Kate, um, uh, do you know why uh, William Regal uh, loves uh, Call of Duty and Medal of Honor uh, and uh, Battlefield. I don't. Why? Because is it because they're because they're all war games. <laughs> little, yeah, I'm in. William Regal dad joke. Um, 
Okay. Uh, Pete Dunn's reaction to da, finding da, 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 a hair. Pete, man. Pete Dunn's reaction to finding a hair in his double quarter pounder. What's this? What's this? What's this over here? What's this? Is this a hair? Hey, I've got a hair in my quarter pounder. Hey, you do this? You do this? Take this back. I don't want this. I'll be done. I don't care, but I'm not eating that. I mean... My only criticism would be that you would have to then bend his finger back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe he found a finger in his quarter pounder. That would be really disgusting. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, Luis Polito says that uh, Sands of Time... Uh, <coughs> I should say the Sands of Time... Sands of Time. But as Zach Gibson. Um, Ooh. Soon to be recognized as the new Sands of Time. Uh, um, Joey Bag of Donuts says this is the best Fightful episode of all time. <laughs> Thank you, Joey. Uh, uh, Timothy uh, Quavion uh, saying, uh, putting off grading and writing a lecture on Afrofuturism. You are, you are. <laughs> How are you watching this stupid thing? You're writing a lecture on Afrofuturism. I love it. Uh, to catch up on Alex's accents, uh, I'm, a, I'm a New York Jew in Texas. Pick either accent to read this in. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm putting off grading and writing a lecture on Afrofuturism to, to catch up on Alex's accents. I'm just, I'm just saying. Listen, I don't listen. I'm, I'm just saying. Perhaps you might want to listen to something a little more highbrow. If you, you know, this something like this is maybe not your taste. Okay, that's offensive because this is the highest of <laughs> How dare you? Uh, and then uh, uh, Texas, uh, Afrofuturism sounds like critical race theory to me. Um, <laughs> sorry. No. sorry. I, don't, I don't know how you can teach that in that state. Uh, don't, don't they arrest people for doing that? Um, uh, 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 this is the, these are the last two. Okay. Uh, already been sent in. No, no more because otherwise we're going to be here until until midnight, and I have to do another two hour podcast. Oh my okay? god, you're such a dad! <laughs> All right, no more. Okay, no here. dessert. Here we go. Okay, um, so, so uh, this uh, Miro. Okay, hold on. I I I don't want to miss this up, so I'm going to get the lyrics to this one. Okay, um. But he's been asking for for Miro, which is hard to do if uh, if I don't know uh, if I don't have the thing that he said. Okay, wait, 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 wait. <clears throat> she packed my bags last night, pre-flight, zero hour, <laughs> nine a.m., and I'm gonna be high as a kite by then. I miss the Earth so much. I miss my hot wife. It's lonely out in space. But I have God here to tell me what to do on such a timeless flight. And I think 
It's going to be a long, long time before Fuego gets back in the ring with me because I will rip out his spine. Uh, yeah, that's enough of that. My <laughs> God. Uh, and the last one uh, is t- uh, Tony Anderson doing something from AEW. You and me, Cody, were built different. I mean, somebody comes, somebody comes up to your to your car door, opens the car door, says, "Hey, hey, get out of the car! <laughs> I'm taking the car." And you say, "Oh, please, please don't hurt me! Please, sir, take my car." That's what you do. But me, I'm built different. I pull out the Glock, put it on his forehead, and spill his brains all over the concrete. Not for nothing. How you doing, Gabagoo? Uh that's 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 it. <laughs> um so yeah, thanks for hanging out on I think the longest ever. We did um we did a podcast once about a 6-hour episode uh, episode, a 6-hour WrestleMania that was not as long as this. Like <laughs> I'm always impressed we do this on on Wednesday nights too when you're longer than the show that you're covering. <laughs> Somebody needs to break this up. I'm going to have to separate you two. That's what somebody needs to come in. We cannot coexist. We we, <laughs> we coexist too much. I don't know how that works. We're we're overly coexistent. Um, please, everyone. We've done two hours, 37 minutes, and 30 seconds worth of podcasting for you. Will you please drop a like? There are 500 of you still watching us. Please drop a like on this <laughs> thing. It would really help out. And like tomorrow, Sean's gonna wake up and look at this thing and say, "What happened?" And we we could say, "Well, five hundred people put a put a dropped a like on it, so that's good." Yeah, and Kate's uh, heart hurt from a week of COVID and a tragic baseball loss. Yeah. Um. So if you could leave a like for me, yeah, that would mean a whole lot. Yeah. So I mean, uh, yeah. Listen, um, this is this would be good. If if you're if you're good next week, then maybe I'll do accents again. Four I don't hours. know. Yeah, four <laughs> hours. It'll be four hours. Sean's gonna come up with a new pay structure. He can't incentivize us to talk this long. <laughs> he can't. He's, he's gonna have to incentivize us to not talk this long. Like it's yeah. gotta be like this. This and nothing. He's I'm, gonna be I'm like, I'm shutting I'm you off your pay for as long as you speak past an hour and a half. All right. Okay, Thank guys. you guys. This was so much fun. I missed you guys so much last week. I'm so happy to be back. Um, and thank you for everything that you sent in. Uh, that was so sweet of you. And to you, of course, Alex, who is a maniac and going to go and <laughs> talk forever. Uh, I think we have. So <laughs> um, catch the next edition of Sour Graps. Yeah, right which is this. yeah, right after this on FightfulSelect.com. Uh, maybe I'll do more accents on, on I'll do more accents. Subscribe to Five Select, and you'll see me do accents about how much the draft doesn't make any friggin' sense. <laughs> Bye, everybody. We'll see you next week. Uh, please, please drop a like and subscribe <laughs> for more of this ridiculous thing that we do. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then 
place a $5 wager on any sport, you'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.